Good morning, fuck faces. Um, this is a number five podcast of a, some, on the Something Heavy channel, the Something Heavy podcast, as it's want to be called. I'm Robert. I'm Chris. And uh, you know, as you know, this is a geeky, nerdy podcast. Yeah, every week, every Monday. I think um, there's a to me there's like a big demarcation line between geeks and nerds. Yeah, I think I've heard that. And yeah, like nerds are smart. <laughs> <laughs> they're like engineers. And yeah, like, yeah, they're like they're they're all nerdy about nerdy stuff. About like yeah, we're math and, and science, science and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And you know, like engineering. Yeah, yeah. and we're like, see Doctor Who. That yeah. could happen. Yeah, that's that's the way I've heard it. So that's fine. I, I'm proud to be a geek, though. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, and and in declaring that, it's been mm-hmm. a busy week for, for geek stuff. Um, yes, I've been excited for you. I've um I will admit because the news broke Monday night. In case you guys weren't paying attention, if you're watching this on this coming Monday, then this happened a week ago, late last Monday night. Mm-hmm. It was announced that a deal was reached between Marvel and Sony, so that Spider-Man is now a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I guess, as I understand it, they're basically pretending that none of the other stuff has happened. Yeah. Well, they're, they haven't really gotten into that, have they? Well, they're they're replacing Andrew Garfield. We know that much for sure. Like he's done. Yeah. Um, I don't know 100% if they're going to discount um, the first three Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies or the two Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. I would imagine that they'd have to. Well, my understanding is, is they're going to put him back in high school. Yes. So, obviously, he's gone. Yeah. I mean, obviously, those other stories didn't happen. Right. Um, and as I understand it, Kevin Fee is going to have a major, major hand in the direction and creative um, input in terms of Spider-Man. Okay. And so they're, it's going to be a completely different type of Spider-Man than we've seen before. I hope they adhere, they, they issue more towards the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'd like to see is, since he's back in, spy, in high school, mm-hmm. um, I'd like to see them not do the origin story again. We got it. We know how he got the powers. Well, and I think, because my understanding of it is, is that they're not going to do like a standalone sta- uh, Spider-Man movie at first. Right. Like he's going to appear in another Marvel movie. Everyone's assuming it's going to be Captain America Civil War. Well, it's going to have to be because when it was first announced that they were going to do Civil War mm-hmm. as Captain America 3, one of the major points of contention among the fan community was how. Because Spider-Man is a huge, huge, pivotal part of those of that story. And if anybody has read the comics, and you know that Spider-Man is basically caught in the middle of both sides of the pro-superhero registration movement and the anti-registration movement. And... Uh, um, it's like so nerd horny right now. Yeah. Um, and so when they announced they were doing it, I was like, that's great. I want to see Captain America and Iron Man fight, but I wish Spider-Man was there. And then when this deal was announced, my immediate thought was, do we get to see the Iron Spider? Like, is it going to happen? And so now what I would like to see is if he comes in in Civil War, mm-hmm. I'd like to see him already established as Spider-Man. Because mm-hmm. in the comics, you know, Spider-Man was Spider-Man in high school. Instead of just having like Peter Parker all, hey, I'm a high school student. Yeah, like, it'd be nice to see Spider-Man. Uh, he's already been Spider-Man for, let's say, a year. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he's had his adventures, although they're going to have to explain where he was during the Battle of Manhattan. Right. Like, right before, you know, maybe he got his powers right after yeah. the invasion. Yeah. Like, maybe, you know, Oz- Oscorp was like, oh, we got to develop our own super soldiers, and then they started tinkering with everything, and then he got bit, and then he became Spider-Man. And so the theory is that he will appear in Civil War and play a very pivotal part between in the battle between Captain America and Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And then, um, it's, as I understand it, he's going to appear in uh, Infinity War. Okay. The next the Avengers parts three and four. 
technically. Right. And then <clears throat> after that, at some point, they're going to do a Spider-Man standalone movie. And then a lot of their original planned movies, like Inhumans, Black Panther, Thor 3, they're all getting pushed back a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's impossible to have Spider-Man in Avengers Age of Ultron. I know people. Yeah, I know some people. Some people were like, "I want to." I'm like, no, it's done. It's done, guys. It comes yeah. out in a few months. Like, it's they're they're done making that movie. Yeah, they, <laughs> they got to let it. They're go. working on the special effects and stuff. They're like, they're finishing that up now. It would. It's theoretically possible to do something during the end credits. Right. Like but, an after after credits kind of thing. Yes, but they need to pick Peter Parker, like tomorrow, and a couple of names have already been announced, and I want to throw my support behind one of those names, um, Logan Lerman. From uh, the Percy Jackson series, okay. has been named as one of the front runners to play Peter Parker, and I firmly believe he would make an excellent Peter Parker. Right. Okay. How he I'm makes not too it, familiar with him. Um, he, he if you look him up and you see like he's like oh, little boy. Yeah, he's Spider. Okay. He needs to bulk up a bit. Like Andrew, like remember when Tobey Maguire did? Like I remember watching. The he first was too big. You think so? I think so. I remember watching the first Spider-Man movie, and I loved how they did it with the special effects. He's all, like, small and meek, and then the day after he gets bit by the spider, he's just swole, dude. Like, he ate a lot of protein the night before. Yeah, that's the thing, is I think he was, he was like, way too yoked. And that was one of the things I liked about Andrew Garfield, was because he seemed more of, like, the, the stature that Spider-Man could have, in my mind. As I always understood it, Spider-Man is more, like, sinewy and just, like... Like, 0% body fat. On yeah, top of, like, yeah. a bit of muscle. Yeah, because, I mean, if you think back at all, like, the... Uh, like the McFarlane drawings and like all the crazy stuff he would do with like yeah. Blake's mind his head and stuff and swinging around. <laughs> Mary Jane is a lucky girl. Yeah, she is. So you know you'd have to be. You know. <laughs> I imagine the first time they were going at it, he's like, "I'm very bendy." <laughs> She's like, hmm, "So am I." <laughs> so I'll prove it. All right. That sounds like a challenge to me. Um, so that was like the big. That was yeah. pretty much the big comic nerd you know, movie news of the week, and then... Well, what I thought was interesting about it is, because I'm not as much in the comic books as you are, as we've established in previous podcasts, and I was betrayed by Spider-Man as a youth. We've discussed this. I'm not going to go into it again. That's fine. It's a, it's a sour spot. But, you know, as a filmmaker, you know, obviously I was, like, a little more interested in some more, like, the business news, and my understanding of it is, is I, I thought it was interesting that the deal that they actually struck, mm-hmm. which was basically when they, when, when they make the standalone Spider-Man movies... Mm-hmm. Marvel's not going to make any money off of those. Really? Yeah. It's all going to go to Sony. So that's all going to Sony, but they're not getting any of the profits off of the movies that he's going to appear in, like the the Avengers ones or anything that he appears in other... Like Captain America. Mm-hmm. I, that sounds like a good deal, if that's what it, it... That sounds like they're splitting things kind of 50-50 down the yeah. middle, although I do believe the Avengers movies will make a lot more money. Than yeah, yeah. It's, it's more advantageous for... For Marvel, yeah. Um, my only concern there is that with Sony looking at it as okay, well, this is our Spider-Man movie, so we want complete creative control or more creative control, and I'm like, well, that's how you guys got in trouble the first five times. Well, my understanding of it is is that Sony's going hands off, like on all of it, and it's all the creative side is all Marvel. It's all going to be Marvel and Disney that's great. And stuff. And so even if it's so when, when there's like the new just Spider-Man movie, whatever it's called, mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's the spectacular Spider-Man because they're See, going through the names. That's what that's what I that's my whole argument when they were like there's like the Amazing Spider-Man. I was like okay yeah. they're doing it. Yeah. They're naming it like the comics. Yeah. And then it was the Amazing Spider-Man two. No. no. Yeah, you, you, this is how you do it. You start off with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Then you have the spectacular Spider-Man. Right. Then if you go as far as number three, you do the Amazing <coughs> Spider-Man. Right. And then if you go that, you go the Web of Spider-Man, or just Web of Spider-Man. Right. And then if you go beyond that, then it's just 
whatever you want. Spider-Man. Yeah. Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. That's what you have. And then when James Gunn gets a hold of it, it's like the, the Spider-Pig. I firmly imagine if they bring James Gunn in, it will be Spider-Pig. Yeah. Really? <laughs> um, With I, Howard I, the Duck. Exactly. Wow. That was my only complaint about the Guardians of the Galaxy. Is the end credits coda? I didn't like it. I I really enjoyed it. The but the thing that I enjoyed the most about it was, is looking around the theater because by this time the lights were half up. Mm-hmm. People were like, doing the half. Like, is or there we, something? Is there something? Oh, there it is. And then the look of confusion of everybody like, what? What was that? When they didn't realize it was Howard the Duck. Yeah, because I think most people at this point don't know who oh. Howard the Duck is. Um. Which is on on the one hand like kind of good, but mm-hmm. on the other hand it's like it says just how old we really are. If we remember watching Howard the Duck yeah. the movie, and you were like, "Oh, this is," a, as a kid, you're like, "This is a great movie." Seriously, like, this like is I never really movie. understood why people like hated it so much, but it was because I was a kid when I watched it, and I was like, "It's it's walking talking duck." Like, it, how can you not? Let's be honest. When we were kids, we were borderline retarded. Well, yeah, every okay. every kid is. I completely agree. Yeah. So when you see a walking talking duck fighting giant scorpion monsters. Yeah, you're like, like absolutely. This makes perfect sense. Absolutely. Get, why doesn't he have more guns? Yeah. And then, as a kid, you don't realize it, but when Leah Thompson gets it on with Howard the Duck, because she does. Yeah. Well, you don't know when you're a kid. You don't know that that's pretty gross and wrong. That's pretty weird. I were you a little bit turned on? I think as much as a little kid could be. Okay. Just like confused and like. I have weird feelings right now. I don't know what's happening. I'm just saying things start to pump up. Yeah. I mean, uh, why does this, this turn me on? Yeah, you're just like, why am I oddly drawn to this? <laughs> I was like, why is this exciting? Yeah. Um, so to see that, that but I was disappointed because I wanted something more, I guess. It makes sense because it, it was kind of the end-ish of phase one, right? I don't know. Or is it like, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, is it part of phase one or is it part of phase two? I don't know what that is. Well, okay. So, <laughs> the, in, the, in the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right. and they're doing it in three phases. Okay. And the first phase was started with Iron Man. Okay. Iron Man 2, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man, um, then Captain America 4, um, Iron Man 3, and then Avengers. Okay. Or did Iron Man 3 come out after Avengers? It came out after Avengers. Okay, so that's all phase one. So then I guess Guardians of the Galaxy was the kicking off point of phase two, which is like Marvel Cosmic. Oh, okay. You know? Was Iron Man? Yeah, because the whole thing was is that he was all wigged out. Because of the Battle of Manhattan. Because of the Battle of Manhattan, yeah. Which I like that they're calling it that. That's yeah. cool. I wonder. I wish we could read about it in history books. Yeah. Because I, I really want all this to have happened. Like that, right next to like the Battle of Canary Wharf. That, wouldn't that be cool? Like right next to I wish... Okay, now tell me this is a weird idea. This is what I was thinking about when I was on one of my afternoon constitutionals the other day. Okay. What if... Like, let's say, in this particular genre of superhero movies, mm-hmm. what if when we're filming these movies, we're creating an alternate universe where all of this stuff is actually happening? Okay. Well, kind of like Last Action Hero. Right. Because when, when the stupid, ugly kid gets sucked into the movie, mm-hmm. all that stuff is really happening to him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's really getting shot at and really getting chased and... You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger is killing people with a forty-four caliber handgun, which no law enforcement agency on earth would let him carry. Right. You know, all that stuff is really happening. Right. And then he makes it back to our world, the really real world. But what if he's like, nah, f- f- fuck that place. I want to stay here. 
Like, could you do that? So, like, if you could somehow magically get into the Marvel superhero movies, mm-hmm. could you stay in that world and it's, like, a complete alternate universe? Well, um, I would say that falls under that distinction that we made at the beginning of this, like, geek versus nerd. Mm-hmm. So now you're going into nerd territory, which I don't know too much about. Oh, like alternate universe. But yeah, if you're talking about it was like string theory, the multiverse. Yeah, yeah, the multiverse. Then yeah, that would be theoretically possible. I want to live in that world. Like it would be like yes, that there's a universe out there that's the Marvel universe. Because there's an infinite number of universes, right? Yeah. So combinations in this net. So so okay. So by that theory, then, which we know very little about, Mm -hmm. not being scientists. It is possible that there's a universe out there, a multiverse, mm-hmm. where superheroes actually exist. Yeah. Okay. There's a universe out there where you are Batman. I want I want to go to that one. Because the infinite numbers, so there's like... Infinite there's a, possibilities. There's, yeah, so there's a, there's a universe out there where I'm Batman. I want to go to that one. I want to go to the one where I'm, where I'm well, Batman. Yeah. But then the thing is, then I have to kill that version of me, and so to become Batman, and then the qualities are going to plummet hard. Well, if you could do some kind of swap. Where I send that Batman here? Yeah. But then, no. It gets complicated. Because I'm thinking yeah. about the things that I'm... Because what if in that universe, what if, like, there's no Netflix? Well, I think I you'd be a little... I could invent it. And, yeah. then, and then I'd be a billionaire. <laughs> Let's go! Well, there would, be, there would be a universe, because of the infinite <laughs> possibilities, there would be a universe where you invented Netflix, and that's where you got the money to become Batman. That's the world I one day want to live in. Okay. It makes me sad that I got stuck on this world. Yeah, we, I don't like it. We got the short end of the <laughs> We did. The, we got a shitty deal. Universe deal. <laughs> and the multiverse deal. Ooh, sorry, you got yeah. stuck in the shit Earth. Yeah. Sorry about that. Alright. Roll the dice. Well, yeah, let's make the best of it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so one of the other big pieces of news this week. It was very sad news. Um, was that it was announced that Jon Stewart is leaving The Daily Show after 16 years. Yeah. Which, to put that in perspective, I was 17 when he started the on The Daily Show. I remember when Craig Kilborn was the host. Yeah. I remember watching The Five Questions. Yeah, well, I was young enough to be like, why are they putting all this political shit in now because Jon Stewart's in? Because I didn't care. You didn't care back then, but then you grew to understand what it was and what he was doing, and it became a vital yeah. you know, kind of learning point for you throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to be weird. I don't even know if they'll, kill, if they'll continue the show. My understanding is that they will. But with Colbert gone and Stewart leaving, that's a big hold. Yeah, Oliver's gone. John Oliver's gone. and um, Which his show was that on HBO uh, last week tonight is hilarious. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch it. It's fucking hysterical. It's so funny. When he goes off on his six-minute rant about whatever it is that's bothering him that episode, it, it's really, really good. Yeah. Well, and, and it was kind of funny because I saw this thing where people were, um, and I don't know what her name is, but there's a uh, there's an anchor on The Daily Show. It's an African-American girl, apparently. Mm-hmm. And I guess in, in the Hot Tub Time Machine 2, there's like a scene that takes place in the future where she's the host of The Daily Show. And so people were like, maybe they knew. That he was leaving? That he was leaving, and they were going to hire her. And like, oh. but, you know. Kind of like, like when Back to the Future 2 predicted the Cubs winning the World Series? Yeah. I don't, okay. Is it, Did that happen? I don't know, because I read it, and I said, did it? And I was like, I don't know. And then I just kept, I moved on with my day. Yeah. I, I, I that would be neat. <clears throat> that would be neat. But I was actually really upset when I found out how 
the news of Jon Stewart leaving got out there. I didn't hear that. How that happened? Well, because he announced it during the taping. Right. And before that episode aired, I don't know if it's aired yet or not because I don't, I don't really get. I haven't gotten a chance to watch the Daily Show in a while. Um, but people who were in the audience of that taping were the ones that kind of they left the taping room and like fucking told everybody. And oh, they tweeted and they Facebooked. Yeah, it got out okay. there. And so that made Comedy Central put out a press release, mm-hmm. you know, basically saying, yeah, that's what's happening. But it wasn't, he didn't, you know, whatever, you know, thing where he announced it on the show, whether it's aired yet or not, I don't know. But it didn't get to be the thing that actually broke the news. Yeah, the Daily Show itself. Yeah. That's, and that's unfortunate, but in, in this kind of world, I think as as integrated as social media is, that's how it's going to happen now. I mean, I remember when the... I know, it's such bullshit. It is, but on the other side of it, it, it works really well in disseminating news and information. That's very mm-hmm. important. I remember when the Boston, Boston uh, Marathon bombings happened. Mm-hmm. I found out through Twitter and Facebook. All right. I didn't get... Because I have my phone set up to get like Google alerts and CNN alerts and stuff like that so I can... You know, important facts. Mm-hmm. Um, I found out a full hour and a half before CNN or ABC said anything. Yeah. Like, my Twitter feed and my Facebook feed were just flooded with stuff about the Boston Marathon bombing. And then I started to hear from CNN and ABC News and stuff like that. So I, I understand your frustration, but I do appreciate the, the converse of it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And it, I mean, I don't know. If, if in, in a perfect universe, and there is one, we've, we've, we've decided... Just, which is the one where I'm a superhero. It like the, that social media aspect works perfectly for like important shit, like mm-hmm. like actually important stuff, like the the Boston bombing and but like it, nobody uses it for lesser things like John Stewart leaving The Daily Show. I understand, but that's I don't know, but to, I think to people like us, John Stewart leaving The Daily Show is pretty big news. It is big news. It's big news and it's a big important. It's unfortunately sad news. It is because um. You can't imagine, I mean, and I understand it's not, you know, <laughs> he didn't die, he's perfectly fine, he's just, you know, leaving the show, mm-hmm. and our world will continue without it, but we're so used to having that there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. it'll be weird once he does leave. Um, and thinking about who they would get to host, maybe they will hire that African-American lady. I have yeah. never seen her work on the show. Yeah. If I'm, John I'm Oliver was there, I think he'd be the best. He'd probably be the obvious choice. Yeah. You know, with Colbert, and then Colbert's taking over the Late Show from David Letterman. You know, Jimmy's. It's so weird. All the stuff that we that was around when we were younger is gone. Yeah. Jay Leno's not on the Tonight Show anymore. David Letterman won't be on the Tonight Show, uh, the, the Late Show anymore. Um, John Stewart's leaving. You know. Yeah. MTV doesn't show videos anymore. <laughs> yeah, and even uh, was it uh, Craig Kilborn? He's, he left too, right? Um, well, he was being, he got replaced by Craig Ferguson. Right. Who was brilliant on the Drew Carey show. I used to love the Drew Carey show. The sitcom he had. Oh, I was, I was talking about Craig Ferguson. Yeah, and then he's gone. He's actually going to be replaced by James Corden. Yeah. From Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, he's the father of Stormageddon, Dark Lord of All. Mm -hmm. And he's apparently, like, actually pretty well known for other things, but I don't know what those things are. I don't care about those other things. He's, he's, he was on Doctor Who a couple of times, and that's good enough for me. Twice. Yeah. And you, yeah, and both times he played the same character. Mm-hmm. But he was, in fact, I watched that episode the other day, The Lodger, with yeah. uh, Matt Smith. Yeah. And, um, who's still my number two doctor. He's number two. He's my number one. He's number two. David Tennant. Number two. Then Matt Smith. And then Capaldi. Capaldi. And then I also decide here with an asterisk, 
is Christopher Eccleston because he was the doctor that brought me into Doctor Who. Yeah, me too. And then he only did one season and he left under contentious circumstances and really weird things. And so he's like a asterisk doctor. Yeah. Well, and, and for me, he's an asterisk doctor because he kind of because he makes me mad. Because he wouldn't come back for the fiftieth. Because he wouldn't come back for the fiftieth. You gotta learn to let that go. That was over a year ago. And then they had to do, they had to shoehorn in the whole like hurt doctor thing, the war doctor, which was supposed to be Eccleston. Was it really? Was, yeah, but he was like no. But I like the way they ended up doing it. I like that. I did too. I liked, and I remember watching the leading up to the fiftieth, watching the the short films that they would release online, mm-hmm. um, with uh, Paul McGann, mm-hmm. where he his doctor in a completely different outfit. You know, shorter hair, you know, battle wounds, and like, oh, he's this is the one of the doctors that fought in the Time War because the Time War spanned like a thousand years, didn't it? Yeah. And then he uh, was like right at the beginning yeah. of the Time War, and then he and then he transformed, and then he regenerated into the War Doctor, and it was a very young War Doctor. Yeah. And with a very young John Hurt, and then he aged so much by the time we met him in the fiftieth. I was like, so much happens in this show; it's so rich. Yeah, that's a great show. Media, I love it. One <laughs> on my face. Yeah. Um. And I know that there's a big backlash about, like, the fans of Doctor Who, mm-hmm. because it's gotten so big. And because of David Tennant and Matt Smith, um, it has uh, brought in that, uh, like, teenage girl demographic. Okay, which is fine. Which is fine, but also kind of obnoxious. And, you know, as one knows, like, geeks and nerds tend to be very territorial. Yes, that's true. Uh, about, you know, their... The stuff that they're geeky and nerdy about, and then also like the conventions and the gatherings. Yes. And so, seen a lot of that that backlash. It's like, oh, you're a Doctor Who fan. Well, I don't know because like, I don't. I, I've seen a lot of girls who cosplay Doctor Who. Yeah. Which I'm. Which I'm 100. percent mm-hmm. I love cosplay. I will say that right now. We're cosplay supporters. We support the community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've seen some really cool. Anytime I see a lady Deadpool, I'm 100% supportive. Yep. Um, but I've seen girls who cosplay as Doctor Who, and they get, like, you know, all of their friends, and you see every single Doctor represented. Mm-hmm. Not just Matt Smith. You don't see two tens and five elevens mm-hmm. and, you know, and, like, one Capaldi. No, you see Tom Baker, and you see, you know, McCoy, and you see Paul McGann, you see the, and you now you're seeing War Doctors, you know? Yeah, then they get, like, the... <laughs> Generally, the heaviest girl. She ends up being the TARDIS. We, but you understand why, okay? And then, well, because because there's there's always one that's a brunette, and then there's the other one that's the that's a blonde, and they're both kind of, you know, on the robust side. Yes. And, but the blonde one mm-hmm. has to be. <laughs> um, I can't uh, think of his name right now. Um, uh, all the colors. Oh, um, Sylvester McCoy. No, not Special McCoy. Oh no, I'm th- I'm thinking of um the other Baker. I know who you're talking Colin about. Baker. Colin Baker, yes. Yeah. With his just unbelievable outfit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the blonde girl has to be the Colin Baker doctor, right? So the brunette generally gets kind of stuck with uh, the the Tardis duty. E- either she's the Tardis or she's a Dalek. Yeah. And the Dalek is very flattering on her. Mm-hmm. And you are just as beautiful as everyone else. The Tardis else. too. It's the a lovely, Tardis too. It's a lovely blue. Mm-hmm. Lovely, blue. especially when it's just like like it's not like they're not like wearing a box, yeah, a TARDIS box. Like they have those TARDIS dresses, yeah. I appreciate that in all sizes. Exactly, fantastic. Thigh gap or no? Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I've also one of the one of the things that I, I see that I don't like is that when you have like say a couple of girls being the doctor, then you'll have a couple of girls who are their friends are like, I don't want to be a doctor, I want to be a companion. But then you've got like four roses, yeah, and like three Amys and like a couple of Claras. Yeah, I'm like you guys, no. Yeah. Look, you can have one Amy, right? One Clara, one Rose. I'm gonna go ahead and say you can have as many Claras as you want. That's fine. Like I'm okay with that. Really? Yeah. Is she your number one? Um. If I'm going to be uh, shallow about it? Piggish, yeah. If I'm going to be piggish about it, like, looks-wise, yeah. Like, she's just adorable. Uh-huh. She is. She's beautiful. She's, she's my number one on the piggish side. Okay. What about... On, like, the, on the actual, like, watching the show and enjoying, like, the storylines and the characterization and stuff mm-hmm. like that, like, Rose is still my favorite. Yeah. I, I just think that the thing, that the story between Rose and Ten is just... It's heartbreaking. It is, it is. There's... I've seen memes online where girls are talking about the doctor burned up a son to say goodbye and you can't even return a text message. Yeah. If some girl argued that with me, I'm like, I have, she, she wins. That's true. Well, first of all, brilliant argument. Well played. Second of all, I'm sorry, I'll have a text more. I also don't have a, a time spaceship. There's also that. And I'm I'm getting older and I'm going to die. <laughs> a time spaceship. <laughs> yeah. Well, but... Space and, time ship? Ah, I like that. Yeah. Um... I do feel, however, that Capaldi isn't getting the love that he deserves. I think that's true, but I think that's also because of the scripts. I will admit that the last season wasn't the strongest. It wasn't. And it that was, was script-wise. That, it, that had nothing to do with his performance, because I thought his no, performance, I thought performance was great. Was absolutely not. I thought it was very... He was very subtle in some things that I thought he sh- should have been. That, that was, like, a brilliant choice. And, like, all his performances I thought were great. But the um, scripts were kind of the scripts were hit and miss. Yeah. There was it, it was it was a definite season of highs and lows. Like yeah. it would be one episode would be really good, and the next one was just dog shit. It's yeah. last one. Um, I do love the affectation that they gave this particular. Like, I love the fact that he has a chalkboard. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's such a, a small but very clever thing. Yeah. In the way he explains things, mm-hmm. you know, he uses a chalkboard and he's like a teacher or a professor, and then he's much angrier and much more aggressive. Mm-hmm. than, say, Matt Smith or David Tennant. Well, and I think that, like, the subtleties in his acting, what I was talking about is because, like, in the first, the very first episode, mm-hmm. um, I remember people were like, he's just, like, so all over the place. You can't really tell, like, what he's going to be like. And it was like, he, I feel like he was, he was doing Matt Smith. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. And, and so it was just, there was this very subtle transition into the who the doctor that he was going to be. Yes. But he started off very manic and, and Matt Smith and then just, you know, and I thought that was brilliant. Well, and then part of my argument would be, well, of course you can't tell right away. He just regenerated. Yeah. Like, he's not set yet. He's still cooking. He's still, like, he's yeah. still baking a little bit. So you got to give him more time yeah. this episode to, like, figure out who he is. And they were being so, and, and that, there was nothing subtle about that when he's basically like, who am I? Am I a good, you know, am, am I a good, good person? Man. Yeah, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's like, hello. <laughs> exactly. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited now that season nine is filming. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hope it's good. Um, I hope it's more, uh, not necessarily streamlined, but more adhering to Capaldi's Doctor. Yeah. Not, not more of like, okay, guys, you know, we had a whole season in between Matt Smith and, and this year, so let's, we're moving, we're moving on. Mm-hmm. And it was, I was, I'll admit, I was bummed to Matt Smith. Um, yeah, I was. When I, I cried like a baby when David Tennant regenerated. Yeah? And I saw Matt Smith, and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? You're not my, you're not the doctor. Yeah. And two episodes in, I'm like, oh, he's the doctor. <laughs> but when David yeah. Tennant just, you know, when he, you know, when Ten is dying, mm-hmm. 
and he goes he's going around and he you know, he saves Mickey and Martha. And yeah, he gives, gets the whole Lord of the Rings ending like. Well, he gives Donna the the winning lottery ticket. That part, that's the part that like just like I'm fine up until that scene because he gives Donna, the, you know, he gives her mom and her grandpa the winning lottery ticket. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Wolf. Yeah. And then Wolf salutes him and he's already crying and he blows him a kiss. I lose it. Yeah. Like, I'm done. I am weeping. It, it doesn't matter. I've seen that, like, 19 times. I cry hysterically every time. Yeah. Because it's just so sad. Yeah. It doesn't, for me, but Wolf does it for me in, um, when, when Donna leaves. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's, like, that that meme for it where, where it has a tent and he's, like, in the rain. And he's just sad. standing there in the rain all sad. Yeah, but it's Wolf's performance on that one. Really? You know, where he's, like... I don't, I don't even remember what he says. Which is but you know, he gets, he gets this like voice cracky thing going on, and he's just like, eh. and I'm like, no, dude, it's just it's so hard. And then yeah. when when ten is, and then though another part that like makes it even worse is that the ood come to say goodbye to the doctor and like we'll sing you your song now. I'm like, why, why? It's not enough, and I'm already crying in a bathroom stall at work. Now this, <laughs> come on, yeah, it hurts already. Yeah, and I think that was for me. It was just like. By the time he actually regenerated, <laughs> you're just like, all right. I was like, okay, I'm ready for it. That that was one of the cardinal sins of the Lord of the Ring of Return of the King. Yeah, like, it just it like Peter. End the fucking movie. Yeah, you could have cut out a good, you know. I don't care that Sam married the fucking what are what are, Rosie, what great. I assume they ended up together anyway. Yeah, and by and, and you know what, like I because I watched some stuff about Lord of the Rings lately. Because I, I try to watch those movies once a year. Yeah. And I think it's time for me to start. Because I, I get, every something I get the itch to, like, I want to watch Lord of the Rings. Okay. And I'm watching this, and, and I there's so many holes in that story. Like, and one of the big arguments that people say is that, okay, well, <coughs> how come the eagles won't just pick up Frodo, fly him to the mountain, he throws the ring, and they fly out? Like, well, how come that never happens? Yeah. Well, the response in the community of the Lord of the Rings fans is that the eagles... There's very few of them left, I guess, mm-hmm. and they've all been hunted by men. Because right. it's a gigantic eagle, and you can, you know, there's a lot of meat, and you can make weapons and all kinds of shit. Because, like the Native Americans of old, they try to use everything. Right. And so the eagles have almost been hunted to extinction. So that's why it's such a huge moment when when Gandalf shows up with the eagles, uh, or when the eagles show in at the the Battle of the Black Gate of Mordor. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, whoa, they flew across the lands of men to come help us. Like, this is a huge moment, and that's how the tide of the battle turns or whatever. Yeah. And even that explanation, like, bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. Because mm-hmm. they flew over the lands of men when fucking Gandalf got stuck on the Tower of Orthanc. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, even now with the, the Hobbit trilogy, yeah. is it's just like, the eagles show up a lot. They do. Like, a lot. A lot. I don't know. I, I, I think they should have waited a lot longer to do the Hobbit movies. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just Lord of the Rings happened. You know, they were all really good. Um, I, you know, there's holes in the story, but I have overall, I 99% just enjoy the movies for what they are and really, really like them. Um, and then hearing that the Hobbit movies were coming out, I, I wasn't. I don't remember even being very excited. I was just like, why? Yeah. Well, I mean, because The Hobbit is so much, it's so much, so different as a story. It is. And that's, that's kind of what I, you know, what I, I talked about when it was first coming out. People were like, when when people saw the first uh, Hobbit movie, they mm-hmm. were like, that's so weird. And they're like, I don't know why it's so, like, it seems so different. 
It's like you have to like one of them is like this big like war epic kind of thing, and the other one's more like a fairy tale. And so like tonally they're so different. And yeah. the, I mean the Hobbit book is so small. That it you is, can, read it, it, you it can should, read it in an afternoon. It should have been, in my opinion, at the most two movies. Yeah, it should have even been two. You think just one mm-hmm. long movie? Yeah. Maybe three hours? Yeah. Two and a half. We could get it done. Really? Yeah. Well, because I found out that the Avengers is going to, the Age of Ultron is going to almost be three hours long. Yeah, I'm okay with that. So I think I'm going to have to sneak in a couple of extra soda pops. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't fancy getting up and going out for the refill. Because when I go to the movies, I like to get the big fat boy meal. Yeah, and they always want to be like, you know, you can come and refill this thing. And I'm like, yeah, but like, I'm going to come an hour, 45 minutes into the movie. I'm like, sir, this isn't even going to last six minutes. Like, what? What are you talking if you about? could deliver it to me, that would be. If someone, if like, if I could like hit a button where it's like refill, please, and they bring yeah. me like a fresh one, yeah. that would be something. But yeah. that doesn't happen. It doesn't. I wish we had a theater here in town like the Alamo Draft House where you could go and get like a, a meal and watch your flick. That'd be great. Yeah. But not in this town. <laughs> yeah. They'd ruin it. Yeah. Um. But anyway, what, what, one thing I did uh, want, I, I wanted to say, and then I forgot what it was. Before we got on Lord of the Rings. Okay. Well, but anyway, there's something else I wanted to bring up to you this week. Um, your our love for Keanu Reeves is well documented. Mm-hmm. We support the man, and it's not even like an ironic, like, like hipster, know, like yeah, I love. Like, no, I really like Keanu Reeves. Like I really like Keanu Reeves. Um, I finally watched John Wick. Yeah. Okay. I thought the action sequences were great. Uh huh. I love the fact that he says maybe 60 words throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. He's very, very taciturn. You know, only speaks when he absolutely has to, or mm-hmm. when it's absolutely necessary. Yeah. However, okay. it is not the rebirth of the action movie that I was hoping for. Yeah, I might have built it up too much. I think you I think you, you built it up in my head so much where I was like, dude, I can't wait to see this movie. This is like the greatest movie that's ever been made, ever. I think it's just because you loved it so much. I, I loved I, I mean, it was my favorite movie of last year. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Absolutely. Yeah. And I wasn't saying it was like the greatest movie ever, greatest action thing. You know, it was just my favorite movie of 2014. I will say though, it was head and shoulders above any action movie I'd seen in a long time that wasn't a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he kills about 95 people mm-hmm. in a day and a half. Yeah, which good for him. Yeah. Um, I liked the one thing that made me that uh, that made me really happy, but also like conversely very sad. There's a lot of really cool cars in that movie, and they all get destroyed. Yeah, like immediately. <laughs> I was like, why? <laughs> I'll take one. Yeah. I'll take really good care. Like, at what point he's even given like this amazing car? Yeah, after the the hotel shootout. Yeah, and within like thirty seconds, they give him a destroyed. they give him a charger, and then like five minutes later in the movie, he's just smashing it into things. Like, why, John Wick? Why? Because he can get another one. That's true. And I like I like the fact that the criminal underworld in that movie have their own little like currency yeah they're a little economy with yeah, coins, coins and, like that. I thought that, was, that yeah. was a nice touch that was really cool yeah. um, I did enjoy it I like the fact that he reloaded all the time because he just would not stop pulling the trigger mm-hmm. that fucker is trigger happy yeah um, and did you notice my whole thing about how he always he always at least put a bullet in, in someone's head I noticed that immediately yeah um, <laughs> there's certain scenes where he's like you know he's very well tactically trained as a, as you imagine a hitman mm-hmm. would be and he's turning and shooting people and then he kills that guy with a shot to the head and he comes back and shoots this guy a couple of times and then pops him in the head and then keeps going yeah. I was like Keanu he, he's dead yeah. you shot him 11 times in the stomach he's not going to make it but I understand like, like I kind of wanted a scene where he like 
you know, maybe popped a guy a couple times in the chest and then goes to leave and then, and then comes back and, like, just puts one in his head real quick and then, <laughs> like, left. That would have been funny. Hey! That would be funny. I'm a little rusty. That would have been funny. But, um, <laughs> I, I'll admit when... Because some I've had I've had talked to some people about John Wick and they were like, spoiler alert, um, you know he's the whole thing that starts off that his dog gets murdered. I'm like, okay, first of all, that that's a dog that was given to him by his dead wife. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then having watched the movie, the way they kill the dog, I'm like, he yes, kill everybody, yeah, murder that entire family, go back to Russia and kill their grandparents. Like, like if there's kids, fuck them, they gotta die too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that the like the fact that it was the whole thing was set off by his his dog getting killed. It was what the dog spoiler. represented. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think that that's that's necessarily a spoiler. I think mm-hmm. that's pretty well known. Mm-hmm. But how this is a spoiler, I think, like you were talking about, mm-hmm. is like he had, they make him watch as they just like stomp this dog to death. That's a puppy. Yeah. It's not even like a full grown dog. It's a little puppy girl. Yeah. 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 So I would yeah I would I would go on a murder rampage as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, just you know. I equate it to somebody hurting a member of my family. It's like, yeah, I'm probably going to kill a lot of people today and tomorrow. Just, so, yeah. FYI. Yeah. But, I did enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to learn that John Wick 2 is in pre-production, and that, in fact, there's going to be a John Wick 3, mm-hmm. provided that the second one does good business. Because I understand it did well in the theaters, and it's doing extraordinarily well on on demand and, you know, video, oh, DVD I and stuff. I think yeah. as more people are watching it, they're like, well, shit, this is like a cool-ass movie. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's, it's a good movie. Um, I started... After having watched it, like I kind of want to watch something in that same vein, but I couldn't really find an action movie that com- that American made anyway that really compared to it. Yeah. I don't think I don't think we've seen like a really good gunfighting movie since like The Professional. Yeah. Like, and that was '94. Yeah, that was a while ago. That was a long time ago. Um, I haven't seen like, you know, we've had certain action movies like you know Taken and stuff like that, and I haven't. And, and of course, I'm bringing up Luke Besson movies because I do enjoy Luke Besson's work. Mm-hmm. Um, he's but you know. Lufusan makes cool movies, but you also have to go in with that grain of salt that it's like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, all of stuff is fucking ridiculous. Since The Professional... I think since The Professional, it's gotten fucking out of hand. Yeah. Like, watching The Fifth Element... Okay, I'm going to say something, and uh, and I know I'm going to be in the very, very small minority. Fifth Element is not that good of a movie. It's really fucking not. <laughs> it's not a good movie, but it's a very enjoyable movie. It's not aging well at all. I imagine that it's not. I, it's, I, I equate it to a movie I watched the other day because I wanted to watch something stupid. Mm-hmm. Something to turn off my brain and watch something completely idiotic. So I put on Starship Troopers. Oh. Like you do. Yeah. Okay. It's completely idiotic and moronic. Mm-hmm. The acting is fucking... Denise Richards is a terrible fucking actress, man. Oh, She's yeah. bad. <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm an okay actor. She's bad. Yeah, well, you think about the, the time of Denise Richards and the age we were during the time of Denise Richards, like, acting was not a part of it. No, and and then we all remember Wild Things. Mm-hmm. Not and we all remember what she did to James Bond. <laughs> Christmas Jones. Yeah. Denise Richards as a nuclear physicist. Yeah. That right there, like, they're done. They shit the bed. Yeah. Um, which, but I don't know, because the Pierce Brosnan Bond movies are kind of a... a, 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 a like a, a point of contention with me. I it's only such, liked Goldeneye. It's such, well, it's such it's so good with Goldeneye. Goldeneye to this day it holds up. It's mm-hmm. a great Bond movie. Mm-hmm. And then you have The World Is Not Enough, which is okay. Mm-hmm. And then you have oh, that, uh, Tomorrow Never Dies, which is okay. Right. And then you have The World Is Not Enough, which is just fucking stupid. Right. You know, and that's the one with you know Denise Richards. Yeah. 
And, and that's the one where he's like, got the invisible ice car. And no, 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 no. That's Die Another Day. Oh, okay. And I will say this. I actually enjoyed Die Another Day. Because it was so ridiculous? Is that the one with Halle Berry? <laughs> yes. Jinx? Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I like Die Another Day because the opening sequence alone kind of impressed me where Bond has been captured and he's getting tortured. And you don't see that a lot. You don't see Bond on the losing end of things very much. And and that to me was like, well, okay, this is going to be a different kind of Bond movie. And then as the movie goes on, it's like, no, he's he's invincible again. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, the invisible car. And yeah. then you have the um, chase sequence in the ice hotel, which, right. no. Um, <laughs> is, so, is that also the one where he could like drive the car on his on his phone? On his phone? No, his that, Sony Ericsson or whatever. <laughs> right, which you still can't do on an iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like 10 years ago <laughs> yeah longer than that um, I know that one was Tomorrow Never Dies oh okay where he's lying back in his car and he's like one handed driving I'm like well how are you controlling the gas yeah. like, this isn't a Playstation sir and even then you need all of your your digits to control everything mm-hmm. um, so then after watching Die Another Day and I was like okay this it was okay it's not great I mean GoldenEye still the the best of the Chris Brosnan Bond movies yeah. but then you know watching the Daniel Craig like Casino Royale stuff like that like it's just Bond is so good again very excited yeah very very excited but going back to Luke Besson, um I enjoyed the Taken movies I haven't seen Taken 3 yet mm-hmm. as I understand it it's just nonsense it is nonsense but it's but their first two are nonsense yeah. um but like I haven't seen Lucy of Scarlett Johansson Okay, the one thing that really bugs me is that people still perpetuate that myth of like, well, we only use 10% of our brain. No, we don't. Yeah. We have pretty much full control of our brain. Some of us are just stupid and lazy. Yeah. Just deal with it. Yeah. Um, the, Lucy is uh, bullshit. Like, that whole movie is just... Nonsense, right? Garbage. Because she just gets, at some point, she, like, I don't understand how having more con- brain power makes you, and more, makes you suddenly an assassin. And then she gets superpowers. Mm-hmm. And then she doesn't the movie end where she becomes like a pile of goo. Yeah. Um, well, spoilers. Uh, I mean, she basically she t- she turns herself into a computer, basically like the most advanced computer ever. It's like a biological computer. So she becomes Skynet. Yeah, but it's a big pile of goo. That's the stupidest thing I've heard today. Yeah. And then, like at one point, she's like, like when it, when it first happens. Like she's she's going through the process and she's like sitting in an office chair and somehow she manages to sort of like travel around the world, like teleport. Oh, like, okay. She can teleport because she's so smart. Yeah, she's just like sitting in this office chair and she's just like poof. I'm in Africa. Poof. I'm in France. Poof. I'm like in the middle of New York City. Poof. And just people are walking by and then like Scarlett Johansson in a fucking office chair is just like blink and then like blinks out. <laughs> And no one freaks out about it. No. No one notices. That, to me, I equate that on the same level of the uh, Ashton Kusher movie, um, Butterfly Effect. Yeah. Where he travels through time by thinking really hard. Mm-hmm. There are some movies I'm just like, again, I watch it and I'm like, why? Yeah. And that, that to me, Lucy seems like one of those movies. It's I'd watch, definitely I'd be one like, of those movies. Um, I think the, the last Luc Besson movie that I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed uh, was Wasabi. I haven't seen that. It's pretty good. I think the last Luke Besson movie that I actually thoroughly enjoyed was probably Taken. Yeah. That's like 2003. I, was like I guess. Yeah, well, I guess Wasabi was before that. So I guess Taken would be. Yeah. I really enjoyed Taken. Because I watched Taken 2 not too long ago. I was playing on, on HBO. And I was like, right, I got a couple hours to kill. I'll watch this. Yeah. And I remember watching it and I'm like, so let me see if I understand this correctly. 
in order to find her father, Kim, um, whatever her last name is, is throwing grenades Mills. Mills, off the roof of a hotel. Mm-hmm. And everybody's fine with that. Yeah. And she doesn't kill a whole bunch of people. Like, right, she's just like, ugh. And it, like, it doesn't land in a marketplace and like blow up and like kill 13 people. Like It's just like, eh, I'm just, yeah. No. Well, like the first one, he's, he tells her, he's like, you know, find a place that there, there's nobody at and mm-hmm. chuck the grenade there. But after that, she just starts chucking grenades willy nilly. Yeah, willy nilly is the best term for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Did you hear it? Yeah. Nah. 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 I can't deal with it. Is it I mean, I, I watched them because, you know, like I think everybody, I became a big fan of Liam Neeson again. Mm-hmm. I thought he was great as Hannibal in the A-Team. Oh, yeah. I actually, I actually enjoyed the A-Team movie. I did, too. Um, I thought Bradley... That's one of those turn-off-your-brain movies. Well, it's but, not even turn off your brain. It's just like just go have fun with it. Like don't yeah. like don't look for the meaning of life in it. Like if you're watching the A team like this movie didn't fulfill me as a person, I'm like, well, good. It's not supposed to, retard. Yeah. If you want that, go watch the Secret Life of Walter Mitty, which I did enjoy. I never watched that one with Ben Stiller. Yeah, it's actually really good. Um, it's kind of one of those life affirming movies that makes you want to like go out and like change your life, and like half an hour later you're just playing Xbox. Like ah, fuck it, I'm busy. Right. Like, I'll change my life tomorrow. Yeah. Um, it also I'm, I'm some... in the planning stage right now. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm making notes. All <laughs> up here, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I enjoyed the, the 18 movie, and it kind of bummed me out they didn't make a sequel to it. Yeah. Because, I, I, you know, it's like, okay, well, you guys, you, the first, I think, like, the first movies and where you're setting up a franchise mm-hmm. are typically not very good. Yeah, because they have to set it's everything up. It's the order, so it's like, yeah. we have to set everything up so that in the next movie, it's, like, ten times better. There's there's rare exceptions of, like, say, Batman Begins, mm-hmm. where it's great. It's a great origin story. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't start, like, Batmaning until, like, an hour in. Yeah, no, he's not, He no, he doesn't turn on his Batman game until, yeah, yeah an hour in, and then... But the, the thing about the Bat movie, though, is that when it does happen, you're not like, oh, I've been sitting here for an hour... Like, you're engaged that whole time. Like, yeah. it doesn't feel like an hour. That's what I liked about the story, the way the script was structured, is that it jumps back. And as a writer, I was like, that was the best way to do it. Because yeah. you can't, like, have just Batman in Bhutan learning to fight. And then mm-hmm. he comes back, it's like, you have to jump to different points in time. Like, you have to show his childhood, how tragic it was, and when his parents died. And then, you know, him in college, and he wanted to kill Joe Chill, but he couldn't bring himself to do it. And then he, you know, you know, jump, the, the way they did that jumping back and forth through time, is I thought was the smartest way to do it. And they tried to replicate it with Man of Steel. Yeah. And then, Which, but... You know, you just, you're like, whatever. Yeah, and we've talked about that. Yeah, so let's not get into Man of Steel again. It's just another hour and a half argument about, yeah. you know, why it didn't live up to its potential. But, as an update to something we talked about last week, All right. um, I was watching Arrow the other night. Me too. And I noticed that, uh, actually, only the people involved with the League of Assassins mm-hmm. say Rachel Ghoul. I was going to point that out, too. I was wrong. Except for... Uh, uh, Captain Jack. <laughs> Malcolm Merlin. Yeah, Malcolm Merlin. I know, it's hard, because like, I found out David Tennant's going to be in the new uh, Netflix Marvel series for Jessica Jones, and everyone's like, Doctor Who's going to be the Purple Man. You guys, he played other roles, all right? <laughs> he's, yeah. he's, a, he's a real person. Mm-hmm. He's not mm-hmm. the Doctor. I will be it. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I remember watching that, okay, like, Maceo, uh, Oliver's Partner yeah, Asian in Hong friend. Kong, Asian yeah. friend in Hong Kong. Um, he he says Rachel Ghoul. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't see his wife this week. I don't remember. I don't think so. No. But Malcolm Merlin, and then what's his face, the DJ, who was also a League of Assassins. Because I don't know when he. Is there a course with the League of Assassins where you learn to become a DJ? 
Because if I can learn how to be an awesome assassin and also a DJ, I wanted I want to sign up for those. Maybe it's just something that like maybe there's some kind of uh, training that just sort of translates over. Um, I would like to think that in in Nanda Parbat where they have their training facility that there's a learning annex. Right. It was also like, would you like to learn how to cook? That's like their elective courses. Right. And, and they, like, like, they, only, like, oh, they yeah. only actually have the class if enough people have signed up. <laughs> yeah, it's like $65 and it's one night a week yeah. for six weeks. Yeah. And they're like, oh, DJ, I'll let him be a DJ. And there's also one how to, how to you know, properly use cookery, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. But um, I, because it just made no sense to me. I'm like, but he's a DJ and also an assassin? Like, all right. But okay, oh, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. Like, Wait, I'm he watching. said Raish. He said, he said Raish. So Malcolm Merlin doesn't say Raish. Are you sure? Us. I'm positive. But I, that makes me mad. Because I watched this shit online and I <laughs> rewound it. That makes me mad. It's Ra's al Ghul. Yeah. That's the way they say it in uh, Batman the Animated Series. And that's the way I'm going to say it. It's Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, absolutely. But apparently in the, the Arrow and Flash universe, like, only Asian people say Ra's al Ghul, except for the DJs. Which makes me know. wonder how they're going to do it when they have Supergirl, the show, on CBS, because that's going to... It's all the same universe. Okay. Because it's all from the same producers as Mark Guggenheim and, and those guys, which, um, or Greg Guggenheim, I think it is. And, uh, which, it's funny to look back and like, you guys are involved with Dawson's Creek? Yeah. This is so much better. I'm so proud of you. Like, you've grown yeah. as people. <laughs> Although, I do miss the creek. I spent a lot of time there. Did um, I didn't. I did. I watched every episode of Dawson's Creek. Yeah. I was a okay. WB guy. All like, right. I used to watch that show a lot. I was on that channel a lot. Buffy and Angel and what have you. Um, so I wonder if the... Because they've said that the Supergirl universe, the show, is in the same universe as Arrow and The Flash. Okay. But then, And that's on CBS? That's on CBS. But it's all the same producers. And as far as I know, they said there will be crossover. Like, you will hear about the Arrow's activities. You may see Stephen Amell on that show, on, on Supergirl. And vice versa. Oh, okay. Well, no, okay, that does make sense because CW stands for CBS Warner Brothers. Does it? Yeah. Okay, so then it makes sense. Yeah. So then here's here's where I'm concerned. TNT is making a, a show about the Titans, uh, mm-hmm. about what the Teen Titans grown up. So you will have Nightwing, mm-hmm. and you will have Starfire, I think, or, or maybe not Starfire, but Raven and all the Titans and stuff like that. So I want to see Richard Grayson and Oliver Queen fight. That would be pretty I want to cool. see Nightwing fighting Green Arrow, and I want now. You yeah. give it to me. Yeah. And I want to see the Flash run and like, guys, what are you doing? And then Cyborg comes in and smashes him away, and you got a three-way fight. And then Supergirl okay. flies in, and then Starfire is like, hang on a minute, and then they're fighting in the sky. Okay. I'm like, why don't they give me a job? I'm, like, I'm doing all the work for them. Well, well. You know what I mean? It's like, I've, I've written... Well, there's, it seems like they're starting to figure this shit out. I, a little it, bit. It makes me sad that, like, see that the DC television universe is stronger than the Marvel television universe and then when it comes to movies it's the it's the inverse the marvel movies are stronger mm-hmm. than the dc movies well and i think that i think that marvel's well aware of that and i think they're bringing their game with like the netflix shows that they're I, gonna do. I will say i have been watching agent carter and i'm enjoying it yeah i'm, I'm really liking it. i'm gonna i i'm gonna be honest i didn't get past the first episode um it gets a lot better i will say that okay like, well, and, and for me, you know, and I'm, you know, again, it's pretty well established. I'm not as big as a comics fan. Mm-hmm. So I feel a little comicked out, mm-hmm. like, between the movies and the shows. And I do watch, I watch, you know, Arrow and I watch uh, uh, Flash mm-hmm. and I'm counting Constantine. I watch Constantine religiously. Mm-hmm. So, like, when it comes to, and, and I watch Agents of the S.H.I.E.L.D. So with 
uh, Agent Carter or whatever. I'm just kind of like, it, w- when I get there, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah. Um, as I understand it, Agent Carter is only eight episodes. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be on Netflix very soon. Right. Oh, they're going to just dump it all up there. Okay. Um, and then there's this other show that you keep t- mentioning, and I can't remember the name of it that's coming up. Daredevil? No. Uh, something Jones or something? Oh, Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones? Yeah. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> well, in, in, in the comic mythos, uh-huh. um, there's a group called the Defenders. And, yeah. like, you know, Wolverine, Spider-Man, all those guys have been a part of it. But Netflix made a deal with Marvel to do TV shows that you can't really do on network television. Like, you know, Daredevil's going to have swearing. It's going to have a lot of violence. And mm-hmm. that's what you want out of a Daredevil series. That's what you would want out of a Punisher series. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm looking forward to is Doctor Strange. Yes. Because as a kid, I was all about Doctor Strange. I never got that into Doctor Strange. I, I think I was the weird kid because, like, my favorite heroes were Doctor Strange and Nightcrawler. You were, yeah, no. I was a weird kid. Yeah. Like, I read Excalibur because Nightcrawler was in it. Nobody read Excalibur. I read Excalibur. You were the you were the one kid. Yeah. You were that one guy. Yeah, when Nightcrawler was in it and, like, uh, Phoenix so, was in it and Captain Britain. Yeah. Yeah. And Lockheed and yeah. Negan. Yeah. With their stupid mermaid powers or whatever they were. I don't yeah. know. Um, but I read it for Nightcrawler. Exactly. So. so out of all the X books that you could have read, which were X-Men, Uncanny X-Men, X-Factor, mm-hmm. X-Force... Mm-hmm. I read Uncanny X-Men and... The worst of the two. Because <laughs> it was the team nobody Excalibur. cared about. It was the team nobody... It was Storm and Jean Grey and Colossus. And oh, no, I'm talking like, about pre... Like, when they redid it again. It, it, when there was the, the gold team and the blue team? Yeah, before that, the oh, gold okay. team and the blue team. When it was like... Uncanny X-Men was Wolverine, Nightcrawler, Colossus, Cyclops, Storm. Storm and then and Gambit. Gambit and... Fucking Cyclops. Yeah. Like, that's when, that was when, when Kenny X-Men was that, I read that. And then when I found out Nightcrawler was in Excalibur 2, I read that shit. Well, I, I remember, I got, I jumped in to X-Men, having previously been mostly Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, when it was the split, when, when it was, well, blue and gold. Oh, so okay. when you had Jean Grey on one team, and then her lover Cyclops on the other, and then he was getting all that British-Japanese love from Psylocke. Right. It's not the, like, <laughs> the worst. Like, let's, I, at some point we're going to have to talk about, like, female characters and their, like, ridiculous costumes back in the day. Oh, yeah. Like, Psylocke wore a bathing suit in the battle. <laughs> like, you guys, come on. Like, she deserves better. <laughs> and if you look like a Captain Marvel now, she has one of the most badass costumes in the universe. Yeah. Cool. But that, that era is when I stopped, like, reading comic books pretty much. Mm-hmm. At all, like, at all. Yeah. I think you should... I think you should go back. And it was Jim Lee. It was Jim Lee's fault. Why? Because I wasn't. I wasn't big on that whole art style of like the overly gigantic guys with like, you know, just like pouches everywhere. No, that's not Jim Lee. That's Rob Liefeld. Rob Liefeld. That's right. That's Rob Liefeld. I was gonna say yeah. Like, so it was Rob, it was Rob Liefeld that got me like out of when it was when it was all like Cable and. Uh, Shatterstar. And all yeah, that all that I, I was like, I'm done. Fuck this. Yeah, um, Rob Whitefield is probably and deservedly like one of the biggest pariahs and pieces of shit in the comics industry. Okay. I mean, as a he's a terrible artist. Like everything was out of proportion, and yeah, there was belts and capsules and like all kinds of. Yeah, shit they all had like these tiny little flat feet. Yeah. And then like their ankles were tiny, and then they just like ballooned up into these big, just gargantuan. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I just I I never really got into Rob Liefeld's stuff like Young. I've read a couple issues of Young Blood, and I was like, oh, no, I don't care. It's just X Men light. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, that's when it was. And like, because I remember in school, like everybody was doing like the the Marvel trading cards. Yeah, I remember that. I had tons of those. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I just like gave it all up. I like gave my cards away and no, like, my comics and why? stuff. And I was like, I can't. I, I wish I'd been one of your friends. I'd have been all yoink. Yeah, I would have given it all to you. Um, I wish I still had mine. I don't even know what happened. I'm sure I. I used to have a big comic collection, like in the big white box, mm-hmm. all bagged and boarded and very well taken care of. And you know the whole Fatal Attraction storyline where Wolverine got the adamantium ripped out of him and stuff. Like that. I had all those, and yeah. um, and then I had to sell them. And and so now it just it makes more sense to streamline it and just get all your stuff digitally, which is what I do. And right. I think what's, that's what you should do. I think you should go back, not to you know the long long ago but like go back to say Civil War 2005 yeah, yeah. go download it read the run of it mm-hmm. even if you just read the core miniseries of just Civil War okay. and then I think honestly you're like yeah okay I'm back in alright because then you just read I'll them on your, on, your, on, your, on your laptop or your tablet or what have you and you're good to go and yeah, you can get I might back do it. it I might do it watching Constantine has made me want to like go and read all of the Hellblazer all of it really yeah and I, I stopped reading it over ten years ago, I never read. I was never big on the DC Vertigo line. When I was a kid, I was afraid of DC Vertigo. I was scared. Oh really? I was like, this is not superheroes. No one has a cape. No one's flying. And if they're flying, it's because they have demon wings. I don't want any part of this. No. Oh, see, I was I was really into that. I love Hellblazer. Mm-hmm. Preacher was part of that, right? Preacher. I was uh, really what into about? Preacher. Did you ever read Sandman? I read Sandman. Yeah. Did you ever read any of that? And yeah, all of it, like all of it, mm-hmm. makes you feel gross see that's what I don't want and that. like there was that and, and it was it was during that that time in my life I think and it was a it was a very defining moment in my life because it was like this was when like Reservoir Dogs came out yeah you know and like The Prophecy I remember that was like the same summer the, Christ- the Christopher Walken <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> and like so I was really into that and then like and I, and I and I started reading those all those darker grim comics yeah, and, like, Hellblazer's fucked up. Preacher is, like, 12 kinds of fucked up. Yeah. It's, and I really hope they're still going to make the HBO series. And I, don't think, I don't think it's HBO. I think Seth Rogen is doing it on AMC, which, in my opinion, is better. Maybe. Well, you know, it's funny, because I found this out, and I didn't know this until about a couple months ago. Cable channels because their pay channels don't have to adhere to FCC standards the way a regular broadcast channel does. That's right. They do it out of choice. Mm-hmm. They do it because they want to avoid trouble. Which well, is they do it They do it for the advertisers. Correct. And, th- and that's one of the things I was going to say, that they also do it because they get a lot of ad dollars. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, no one wants to advertise on, you know, if, H- if, if Girls, the Lena Dunham show, was on, you know, Comedy Central... You're not going to get Toyota advertising their new truck while just before Allison, you know, Williams is getting her asshole eaten out on national television. Like, that's not... Right. I would throw money at it, but I don't run Toyota. Right. Um, and I've never watched that show, and I actually just found out about it recently, and I was reading something where someone was saying that, uh, like, the problem with it is, is that, like, the, the amount of Lena Dunham boobs... Mm-hmm. It kind of overshadows all the other good stuff. That's one of the things that kind of bugs me about about that show too. That I've had I've I've had to watch episodes and all that. There are times when the show is very good, but there are times when I'm watching the show and I'm like, this is just fucking dog shit. Because basically yeah. the premise is is that it's four 
spoiled brats in New York complaining about things. Okay. It's like Sex in the City light for younger, for hipster girls. Right, it's the new new generation. Exactly, and so, and, and literally that's all it is. It's like, they don't really have problems. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, they make their own misery. Like, one girl's a, a drug addict, and she refuses to change her life. It's like, okay, well, you're just a bitchy drug addict, so I don't care about you. Right. Another character, um, the Lena Dunham character, like, they try to make it seem that she has, like, a few mental problems that, like, maybe she has. She Well, she does have OCD, and she gets attacks of it every so often, and it's really, really bad. Um, but well, she's like the creator and like the main writer. Yeah, the she's show. the creator, main writer. She's also one of the directors, and it's just like I personally, I think Lena Dunham's very overrated. Yeah. Um, well, and and actually, how I found out about the show recently was because of this big controversy of like her book, her autobiography that she put out. Yeah. And then there was like a whole thing where she basically molested her little sister. But until Lena Dunham, she didn't molest her sister. She does. She did things that a lot of kids did, where it's just like they were curious and they like maybe kissed a cousin or kissed their little brother or sister. Like, yeah, that happens. Okay. Well, see, I don't. You know, and I, I was like, it was just one of those things, you know, when you're on Reddit and you <laughs> kind of pass by and you're like, wait, what? Yeah, here's all Lena Dunham molested who? Yeah, who is this? Why do we care about her? And what the fuck does she do? Now, going back to your argument of Lena Dunham, the the ratio of Lena Dunham boob is very high compared to everyone else's boobs. Yeah. It well, is. I mean, like my understanding of like not even like everyone else's boobs, but just like in general, like the the Lena Dunham boobs kind of kill everything else. Well, and then she <laughs> That's wants my understanding. Yeah, of it. she wants credit because she's a normal girl. She has you know some weight on her she's got mm. some miles on her she wants like you know respect and credit for showing herself warts and all and okay, i get that and sure. it's like but you know what i'm not going to give you credit for it okay you show allison williams naked and i'll throw you a fucking parade right and you get her to show herself completely naked sure right on like here's your scepter and your crown the 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 guys in one class are coming to carry you down main street let's go like yeah but otherwise like no i don't care i can see weird looking naked people all the time yeah. it's no no i don't get it yeah um, the like show, that's that's like that's reality. Like <laughs> we don't want that in our entertainment. Is that what you're saying? I don't watch Captain America to see like a slightly overweight, like maybe he hits the gym a couple times a week. Captain America, right. like fight and then get his ass kicked by everybody. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> I want to watch Captain America throw his shield around and do his shit because he's got superpowers. You okay. know what I mean? All right. No, I mean, look, I understand <laughs> I'm being a, being a complete shit right now, but we're being a little piggish right now. I'm being a little piggish. But it's, 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 okay. it's done out of fun. Yeah. I don't genuinely. I honestly yeah. do think it's very brave for Lena Dunham to be naked. I just find her writing and her work to be right. very inaccessible to me. Yeah, I don't, well, I don't relate it, to that show know. at all, and I'm not supposed to. I'm not the target audience. Yeah. Well, and I'm being a little goofy about the like her boobs or whatever. My my understanding of it is is that with the nudity and like her writing and all that kind of stuff, people are just kind of like, okay, we get it. Mm-hmm. It's enough. Um, I think people are getting a bit burnt out on Lena Dunham, much in the way I think that people are kind of getting burnt out on Seth Rogen and James Franco movies. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, after the 40-year-old virgin hit, we just got smashed in the face with the Judd Apatow style of rated R comedy. Mm-hmm. And now people are like, okay, like, go away for a while. Yeah. Don't make a movie for a year. Yeah. Instead of making, like, 100 movies a year. Instead of, yeah, that like... they do. Like, I did enjoy the interview. It was all right. It was better than I thought it was going to be. It was better than I thought it was going to be. I did like This is the End. Yeah. I thought that was hysterical. Mm-hmm. But to me, This is the End, the the funniest parts were Danny McBride, mm-hmm. Craig Robinson, mm-hmm. and just kind of the stuff around, and, and, and uh, Jay uh, Baruchel, or Baruchel, or however you pronounce his name, I thought he was the funniest part of the movie. Yeah. Although when Danny McBride reveals himself to be the, the leader of the cannibal hordes, and he's, you know, raping Channing Tatum. Mm-hmm. 
completely lost it, laughed my ass off for like a good five minutes. And yeah. like, how did that happen? And I just love <laughs> that Channing Tatum went along with it. That was great. Yeah. Like, he's such an awesome dude. Yeah. And he is. Yeah. I know he catches a lot of shit because people think he's dumb and he's not a good actor. I enjoy Channing Tatum's work. He's fine. I don't like the fact that they killed off Duke in G.I. Joe 2. Yeah, I, don't, I saw it, but I don't remember that. <laughs> but okay. Actually, that made me think of another thing that I thought was interesting, is that, um, I don't know if you Magic read... Magic Mike 2 is coming out? Well, I, okay. But no, that's not what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. My understanding is that apparently what they're going to do is they're going to do a sequel, another sequel to 21 Jump Street. Yes. But it's going to be merged with Men in Black? Yeah, I heard about that a couple of weeks ago. That is bananas. Yeah. Um, but that's I'm okay with that kind of bananas because it makes sense. It, yeah, it obviously it makes sense in the way that it doesn't make sense at all. Well, in it, it makes sense with, to me in the in the terms of the tone and style of comedy of those movies. As I understand it, uh, Jenko and Schmidt will be investigating <clears throat> a case mm-hmm. that the Men in Black are also investigating. It's not going to be Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. Right. It's going to be a female Men in mm-hmm. Black agent, and they get embroiled in like this aliens thing and so basically you've got them running around making dick jokes while fighting aliens yeah which you know like like you're saying is is that it makes sense but uh, with yeah what you're saying like the tone yeah because the second movie was basically the big joke throughout the entire movie was we're basically doing what we did in the first movie Mm -hmm. it's just just the exact same movie but in a different city with like exotic locales like yeah and that, that was like that was a running joke through the whole movie yeah the fact they they made fun of their own sequelness yeah, yeah. Even funny. the fact that we're, they were like, well, that was our problem. We were doing it like we did last time, mm-hmm. so if we try and do it a little differently, and that's how they actually solved the main problem. Exactly. Yeah. Which I thought was really good. Um, I got me thinking of something and I forgot what it was, and it was like, oh, okay. oh yeah, I can't remember. So I would like to see them doing the alien stuff because I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And that reminded me of I don't know if you've been paying attention to Neil Blomkamp. Uh, Chappie, right? Yeah, Chappie. Yeah. Well, in in talking about Chappie and promoting that movie, he's also been releasing, like, art that he did. And, like, you know, he's been working on things in case he ever gets the chance to do an Alien movie. Like, he wasn't even doing it because he was contracted to do it. He was like, I just love that that, that mythology and I want to be a part of it one day and this is what I was working on. And now it looks like it might actually happen. Really? So you might get Neil Blomkamp to do a direct sequel to Aliens. And where you got, he's trying to bring back like Sigourney Weaver and Michael Biehn and all this stuff, and I'm like, dude, please, yes, yeah. Here's like, how much? Like, I'll write you a check. Like, yeah. it's gonna bounce, but here you go. That seems to be like the story of his career, isn't it? Where he's just kind of like, I want to do this, and Hollywood's basically like, yeah, do that. Here's well, I mean, that's, that's pretty much what he did with Halo. Right. Where he started making Halo fan films. Like, he's a big fan of the Halo game franchise. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm just gonna start making fan films. Yeah. And then Neil uh, Peter Jackson was like, "Here, like, let's go make a Halo movie, <laughs> all right?" Yeah, but which it, ended it, up being District Nine. Well, yeah, because if I remember the story correctly, they could never come to terms on the story that that they wanted to see on screen. And Peter Jackson was adamant that it had to be the story of Master Chief. Right, Neil Blomkamp didn't want to. Do Neil that. Blomkamp didn't want to do the story of Master Chief because he feels like like the video games captured it perfectly. Like you can actually go and live Master Chief's story. Right. He wanted to tell a different story. In terms of, like, the other troopers who were out there fighting and stuff like that, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I would actually love to see Neil Blomkamp's take on an actual live-action Halo movie. Right. But, you know, I am I'm I really liked District 9. I loved District 9. I mean, yeah. correct myself. I, I liked Elysium. 
Um, I think he fell into that same trap that Christopher Nolan fell into with The Dark Knight Rises, where they wanted to make a movie about the inequality of society and the haves versus the have-nots and the, you know, Occupy Wall Street movement. Like, that's... And they, they kind of wrapped that story around... In Christopher Nolan's case, he made a Batman movie around that story, and then mm. Neil Blomkamp did that in the confines of a sci-fi movie. But Chappie looks really, really good, and I like the. And to me, it seems like he's getting back to that really emotional violence, right. which is what I thought was beautiful about um, District Nine is that it's spectacularly violent. Yeah, it's just like incredibly violent, but it's got such heart at the center. But like when when you know Vickers finally stands up for himself and he's in the the armor. Mm-hmm. And he's finally fighting back. And like, yeah, dude, you're like, I, like, you want to go in there and help him out. Like, you're like, you're rooting for him. Yeah. Um. So I'm interested to see what he does with Chappie. But to give him the Alien franchise, mm-hmm. I think would be great because. Yeah. And again, I'm gonna say something here that will put me in the minority. Okay. I enjoyed Prometheus. Okay. I never saw it. Okay. Um, I liked it more than I thought I would because even just from the trailers, I was like, this is not fucking like. How is this a prequel to Aliens? Like, this doesn't. You know, because Ridley Scott was like, it's not really a prequel to Aliens, but it kind of is, but it kind of isn't. I was like, okay, well, is it or isn't it? Like, what am, what am I dealing with here? Mm-hmm. And I finally had a chance to watch it. I was like, all right, I'm going to put it on. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to, you know, just pay attention to this movie, and I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm like, I, for what it was, if you take it out of the confines of Alien and that mythology, mm-hmm. it's a really good movie. Okay. And there's a point later on in the film where you see, like, a proto-alien, like a, like a precursor to the aliens that we know. Mm-hmm. But which you need, you need to watch it. Okay. But the thing, the reason why I never saw it mm-hmm. is because, A, I've never been, and I think we might have discussed this before, I've never been a huge fan of the Alien franchise. Well, I, essentially, you've never been a big fan of sci-fi just in general. Right. right. Um, but that was just one of the, like, space, not my... Yeah, really. But, um... Someone was talking to me about it around the time it came out, and they were basically like, look, if you see this movie, you know, okay, take, take away the alien thing, okay, um, but ask yourself, you're going you're gonna to ask yourself this one question throughout the entire movie, and it's going to ruin the movie, and that is, why did this person do what they just did? And that turned me off to the whole like even seeing it. that's actually a very very good argument that's kind of that that will take take you out of the movie because it's like the basic premise of and you know what i'm not even going to say spoilers because you should have seen prometheus by now so shut up um he gets a pass because he's the host um they nomi rapace and her partner i forget the actor they find these basically the same pictograph all over the world that was put up in prehistoric times. Like, they find some in Northern Ireland, they find some in Egypt, they find some in South America, and it's basically somebody pointing at the stars, and it's a specific constellation that they've drawn. Mm-hmm. And so they were able, using more advanced star maps, because this takes place in the future, obviously, they find that constellation, and they're like, okay, we need to go here. Because it turns out that life on Earth might have been seeded by a more advanced technological race. Okay. And they never answer it, I think in the movie they never answer it conclusively whether or not that's actually what happened, but we're led to believe, yes, that's actually what happened. Okay. So they go to this planet, and it turns out that it's, you know, it's not actually a our home world. It's like a military outpost where they were conducting biological experiments, like biological weapons and stuff like that. And then, of course, somebody touches one thing, and everything turns to shit. Mm-hmm. And so there's aliens running around, and people get infected, and there's a giant squid monster, and, you know, then they 
we find out who the remember in Alien, um, they find the space jockey. Mm-hmm. Well, we find the people, the creatures that were actually the pilot of that ship, the space jockey, like in their spaceship. And it turns out they might have been the people who seeded our planet. And it's just this, it's it's complicated. You have right. to watch it. Okay. And I recommend See, that you, you know what that you know what that reminds me of. Just you telling me this, mm. it reminds me of um, Mission to Mars. Ah, yes, the Gary Sinise, Tim Robbins, Don Cheadle yeah. space. Yeah, where they go to Mars and then they found out that Mars seeded Earth. And then Gary, we're all Martians. And then, well, yeah. So. I mean, if you if you subscribe to the ancient astronaut theory, then yeah, maybe. Okay. I don't. You don't think I, you don't believe in aliens, do you? No. Not at all. Not in our universe. Do you mean in our galaxy? Because our galaxy is a lot smarter than the smaller than the universe. No, in our universe. You think we're the only intelligent life in the universe? Yes. You're wrong. Okay. All right. Um, I I remember that movie, and I just remember the one the the image that sticks out to me in my my brain is when Tim Robbins sacrifices himself to save his wife because he starts drifting away. And she's like, I'm going to come get you. And he's like, no, you don't have enough go-go juice or whatever. Yeah, and then he just opens then up the his mask. mask. And then he, like, and the camera cuts back to his wife. And she's like, no! And then cuts back to him. And his face is all, like, like glittery space space ash. Yeah, he, like, turns to ice. Yeah, he's like... <laughs> Would that actually happen, or...? It, no, it wouldn't. Because he just, he'd die in the vacuum of space. There's no oxygen, so he'd die, but... He, he, you can actually, you can live for a little bit... <laughs> A small amount of time. Oh, like in Event Horizon? Yeah, okay. Remember that? I just, I remember the nightmare stuff that they saw on the screens. And then I remember um, Jurassic Park, like, you know. Uh... <laughs> he has a name. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Sam Neill. <laughs> yeah. I just remember watching, I remember watching Event Horizon. Like, this is why I'm never ever going to go into space. Because yeah. when, when they're showing the... Because I originally, when I was a kid, I saw, like, my friend had the VHS of, like, the Super Deluxe Turbo Laser Edition, mm-hmm. which had, like, the extra 16 or 17 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it shows a lot more of their time in hell. And there's dudes getting raped with, like, knives and shit. And I was like, yeah, I'm done with space. Yeah. I'm not going to the ocean either. Yeah. Nope. Because somehow you're going to end up in hell. Exactly. Because, like, look <laughs> at... Look at... Remember the Abyss? Yeah. With Ed Harris? Yeah. And he has to breathe that liquid oxygen bullshit? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then um, he goes down, he's trying to, like, type on his little smart boy mm-hmm. uh, digipad in, yeah. in yeah, in the ocean, and he's all, love you, wife. I'm yeah, like... his pit boy. And his pit boy, yeah, yeah. exactly. And he's all, <laughs> love you, wife. And I'm like, oh, he's gonna die. And then the aliens show up, and they're like these weird floaty things, and they raise the oceans because they're gonna kill everybody, and then it says, love you, wife, that makes the aliens not do it. But no, no. Yeah. I don't want to deal with any of that. Yeah. I just want I just want to fly or have a shield or claws. Like just I'm not asking for much. Just leave everything else fuck off. Yeah. No. So just leave space to space, leave the ocean to the ocean. Have you ever like have you ever looked online and seen what the fuck is down in the in the ocean? Those weird like skeletal creatures with like bioorganic light and like giant teeth? No. Well, yeah, but that's the part of the ocean that we're not going to like you and I we're never going to spend any time Good. in that part of the ocean. Good. Because it's pure blackness. The depth is so far that, like, our heads would just sort of cave in on, yeah, cave right. in on themselves. I don't want to go down there. And, yeah, no, neither do I. I spent a lot of time in the ocean. I love the ocean. Fine. And you love it for both of us. I'm going to love good but old I don't go home. anywhere near, like, I'm never going to go near that depth. Would you go scuba diving? Yeah, absolutely. Would you really? Yeah. I get nervous. 
Because, like, how am I going to... I can't fight a shark, dude. Well, all you have to do is punch it in the nose. No, that's an urban myth. <laughs> I don't know. No, that's I don't think that's concern. really a, um, like really that much of a concern. It is for me. Because okay. I guarantee you, like, for some reason, I produce an enzyme that's particularly delicious to sharks, mm-hmm. and so they'd come for me. Okay. And so then when one attacks me and he got me from the side, what I'm going to do is I'm going to jam my thumb into his eye, mm-hmm. right? And then I'm going to go for the gills, I'm going to rip them shits. Right. And then... Hopefully, if he lets me go on the and I fly. Well, see, you're talking about scuba diving that, um, like, you would do if you were on, like, Jacques Cousteau's ship. Mm -hmm. But, like, just normal, like, average everyday citizens, when they go scuba diving, Mm -hmm. they do it on, like, a reef where they can, like, little schools, like, colorful fish go, you know, float by. Okay. So I'm thinking of, like, professional underwater guys. So magical. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, like, out in the ocean. And you've been scuba diving for 15 years, and yeah, like that's your job. You're basically you you almost have guilt. Yeah, you're like in a you're in a cage uh-huh. because you're, the point is to see a shark. Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah, well, no. I mean, like I do. Like, like, that's I, not this kind of scuba diving you would do. Like I want to see a shark, and I want to see. Um, like I'd love to see like an octopus. I'm just, I, I'm really worried about clover fields. Yeah, well, I mean, you can see that at the, the aquarium. Right, you can't see a cloverfield at the aquarium. No, not cor- cloverfield, but like shark and an octopus. Um, but like not alive. And they have like the like the, there's even like the tunnel where you can see the eels, and they like. Well, they have that big tank where you can go see the the manta rays. Yeah, and you can see the other fishes. There's sharks there, yeah. Yeah. Like, there's like, there's one big shark swimming around. And he's just like, I'm gonna fuck you up. I'm like, I I hurt. Did you guys hear that? Yeah. That's no. the closest you'll ever get to a shark, even if you spend time in the ocean. I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I, I think I think I worry about things that'll never happen. Okay. I, I think I worry about space the way, the way you worry about the ocean. You worry about space hell, though. Yeah. Yeah. But it's actual science that you could, no, I know. you could go, like, if you were out in space, mm-hmm. like, you'd, you'd survive for, like, a minute or two or something like that. So they could have saved Like, there are lives. numbers. I don't know what they actually are, but mm-hmm. you, like, the fact, when he opens up his... He wouldn't have died right away. He wouldn't just, like, turn to ice and die right away. Yeah, because I just remember him being ice. He's just yeah. floating away. And I was like, somebody go get him. Yeah, no, it doesn't work that way. Okay. So let me ask you a question Event Horizon related then. Okay. So, like, and this is a science question. So do you think that at some point we'll develop, like, slip space travel, like the way they did? Because, like, you know, basically how they fold space. Right. And they punch a hole through the meeting point. Yeah. And they come out the other side. Right. Okay. Yeah. But then when they did that, they went through hell, like or a hell dimension. I right. honestly think it was actually biblical hell. I think they went through like an alternate dimension, like a, a multiverse theory. Okay. And they ended up in like a hell dimension. Right. Do you think we'll ever not that we'll go to a hell dimension, but that we'll ever have faster than like or like, like that technology? Space? Yeah. Sure. Why not? Because I I want a warp engine. Okay. I want to see that in my lifetime. Like, there's two things that I want to see in my lifetime that I I hope I get to see. Like, I don't want to see a space shuttle. I want to see a starship. Right, like an actual, okay. like, real-life starship. Right. And I, and I want us to develop interstellar travel. Like, aren't they, like, basically building that shit out in the desert right well, now? Like, Virgin's building that? Well, Virgin Galactic, yeah, but yeah. they're not They're not building spaceships. They're, they're not building, they're building shuttles. It's still just shuttles. Oh. So I don't want that. Okay. I want an actual starship. And oh. then And then I want to see somebody be like, hey, um, so, like, here's the math and everything, but, like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we just developed a way... To travel at the speed of light, because you can't travel. That's a big misconception: is that you can't. There's no such thing as light speed, because you can't travel at the speed of light. Right. The speed of light remains constant. 
Right. And it's constantly moving away from you at like 237,000 miles a second. Like you'll we'll never catch it. That's, right. And that's the point. Yeah. But you could travel in theory extraordinarily fast. Sure. But you'll never travel at the speed of light. That I guess. I'm, but I want to see somebody be like, yeah, we're pretty sure we can get to the Andromeda galaxy in like a hundred years. Yeah, I don't know. Because you'd have to build a generation starship where, like, kids are actually born on the starship. Yeah. Well, you know, know, there's probably, like, nerds out there that, you know, might listen to this and they're, like, screaming at us right now. Because either they're, like, one of two things is happening. (laughs) They're they're going, idiots, like, not, no, not at all. All right. Or they're, like, yeah, that shit's coming out, like, next year. (laughs) <laughs> like, that's, that's basically it. Like, like there's one kid listening to this podcast and he's screaming at us because he's in his backyard welding like shit together. Yeah, they know. Like, no, no, you fucking know. They're, they're going to school for this stuff. Like they're in in it. Like that's their deal. Yeah. And so they know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know anything. Well, it's just, I just want to. I want to see something like that because like I was reading, and I want to say it was either Time Magazine or a menu. But it was talking about how, like, the person, the first person to live to be 130 years old has already been born. Right. Scientists are predicting. Yeah. That the first person to live to be 130 years old and to still be, like, you know, moving around and active and not just basically a mummy. Right. Um, has already been born and they probably live somewhere in China because mm-hmm. just the numbers right. know, dictate that it would be in, it's somewhere in the, in, the, in the Far East. Mm-hmm. And that the first person to walk on Mars has already been born and okay. he lives somewhere in China. That okay. the first astronaut, the first human being to, because just statistically speaking, yeah, the numbers. If you just do the math, right. the numbers say that it'll probably be China who sends a man a mission to Mars, and that the first person on Mars will be Chinese. I think that's awesome. Yeah, and that that's we cool. might see it in our lifetime. You know, that's NASA cool. announced the other day that they're sending, they want to send a shuttle to Europa, right. one of the moons of Jupiter, and okay. they're going to send a submarine with it because they want to go down under the water and see what's up there. Okay, yeah, you know, they could do all that. But. I'm not, I don't want any part I'm, of it. Nope. None of it. Mm-mm. Tell you what, you come to me when lightsabers have been developed, and I can take one with me wherever I go, sure, I'm on board. Now, granted, I'm going to cut off a lot of things on myself. <laughs> I guarantee you. Yeah. I'll be I'll be minus some digits and probably an earlobe. Yeah. But I still want one. Okay. That was my favorite weapon when I was a kid. I was like, like and I have this sure. argument with people today, and I'm in my 30s. Would you rather have a Harry Potter wand or a lightsaber? Uh, lightsaber. Any any guy, lightsaber. And girls are like Harry Potter wand because you can do this and you can like you can make a lightsaber. But it's not the same thing. Yeah, but when you're like doing your aloha whatever, I'm swooping in and cut off your wand hand. I'm like, well, now you're screwed. Yeah, I think any any dude, and I'm saying any dude, mm-hmm. no matter what your any affiliation at all. With anything, yeah, does not want to in if, if like someone's coming at you with a lightsaber, you're like zest and like that's like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no guy's gonna be like yeah, and the guy like, all right, he's gonna just gonna have fun hacking you up, yeah, yeah, like no one wants to do that, no one wants to do that at all. I want to like, Harry Potter didn't want to do that, um. I don't know, because... Nah, See, and I think... Because... I didn't really... I, I, I got into the books late. Uh-huh. And I enjoyed the shit out of them, I'm going to admit. Yeah, so did I. I yeah. love them. In, in the movies and stuff. But one of the things that I took from the movies is that it seems like by the time you become an adult in the wizarding world, mm-hmm. you don't even need to fucking bother with a wand. 
Well, actually, I found it to be the opposite. Like, you, need, you still need the wand, but you don't even have to say the spells. You just, like... Yeah. Because if you ever watch um, Order of the Phoenix, when Harry and his friends, who were um, 11, um, mm. managed to storm the most securely most securely secure building in the entire wizarding world of Ministry of Magic, they just go and, like, sneak in through the janitor's closet or whatever. Right. And that's the one with all the, the prophecies, right? Yeah, and they have to go to the... They have to get that prophecy, and then Harry goes in there. Well, when they get rescued by the legit Order of the Phoenix, you know, Sirius yeah. Black and, and, and uh, Tonks and, you know, Remus yeah. Lupin and that black dude, Kingsley Shacklebolt, because he's just, like... I love how he just comes in like a, like a fucking pimp. He's just yeah. like, boom! He's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's up, bitches? Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, but then the Death Eaters show up, and then they, and just, like, they just start having that wizard fire, and they're not saying anything. They're just yeah. like, especially Sirius Black. He's just like, you know, blocking shit with his like with his badass wand. He's like, oh, and he does one of these, yeah. right? And he sends some dude flying into the wall. Yeah. Well, he didn't even need to save the spells, and yeah. the other kids are like, you know, Vitiligo and yeah, you know, Stratego and stuff like that, and all yeah. this weird stuff happens. Yeah, but and then they but then they make this whole big thing about how like. It's important because of, like, your intonation, like, where you put the the emphasis on syllables and exactly, whatnot. Exactly, yeah. And it's like, but by the time you're adult, it doesn't matter. Exactly, yeah, because, and then <clears throat> even later in that same movie, when you have Dumbledore and, and Voldemort throwing down, which is a badass fight. Yeah. Okay, because, like, they're making fire dragons and fucking smoke ninjas and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not saying anything. They're yeah. just, you know, they're just doing weird things with their hands, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, this is, like, I think what you do to make a fire dragon. Yeah. 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 And yeah, then you're all, oh, what's up? Like yeah. that? Yeah. Like, yeah. is it? You Hadouken. Yeah, exactly. You do like a half Hadouken. Right. And then maybe a little bit of Guile. Yeah. A little Sonic Boom. Yeah. And you're throwing, you know, glass darts at people. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right, because you have to have the wand in there somewhere. You do every like time. That's, you... that's important. Yes. But, okay. Um, yeah. But you, but the, the verbiage, not so much. Yeah, not as much. No. Unless you're okay. going to kill somebody with, like, um, one of the unforgiving, unforgivable curses, uh... There's three, right? There's the um, there's the killing curse, which is Arvada Kedavra. Yeah. Then there's the Cruciatus curse, which is just torturing people. Right. And there's one more, and I can't remember it. And you actually have to call those out. Also, if you're gonna do yeah, it's like the one that's like it makes the it, it's it basically it makes like the poop note. <laughs> the brown noise. Yes, the brown noise. <laughs> There was an episode of The Simpsons, like, right after Harry Potter got really big, and, like, uh, Marge is, like, trying to make a cake, and she's like, I'm so glad science discovered magic. <laughs> it just, like, she'd, like, boof something out of a picture, and they have a cake. Oh, nice. Like, I want that. Yeah. I, that's the one day of the world I want to live in. Yeah, that'd be cool. We haven't talked about Harry Potter before. No, we haven't. And I, I enjoy the shit out of Harry Potter. Yeah, I think this is the first time we've really gotten into Doctor Who. Yeah. And Harry Potter. Yeah. And the Alien movies. Yeah, because I did enjoy those movies. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings? I gotta watch those again. I really do. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've i tried watching the Hobbit movies again. I just can't get into it. Well, see, the thing with the Lord of the Rings is that when, like, the, the final, like, super extended versions came out, I I admit, I took a day, and I marathoned them. That's a commitment, dude. Like, I did, like, what was, like, nine hours. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, that's, you're, that's all you're doing that day. Yeah. So I'm done. I'm done with Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Forever? For a while. For, like, years. Yeah. See, and I, I just have, like, the regular theatrical versions. Because, yeah. like, my, I've borrowed them from my brother before. My brother has, like, this, this you know, the really cool box set. Mm-hmm. And I've watched them, which is, like, Return of the King is so long. Even the DVD is, like, hey, put in disc two. Like, we have, there's none more room. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and you know, and, and I'm actually at the point now where I I can't tell you which scenes were in the original cut and mm-hmm. which ones are extended. Yeah. So like I was like the other day I was watching something where they were talking about the at the beginning uh, the scene where uh, they show um, Saruman's death. Mm-hmm. Like that wasn't in the original cut. Nope. No. And I was like, really? Yeah. Because I remember that. <laughs> well, yeah, because you, you've seen it. Yeah, right cause I've seen, yeah, I've seen it within the movie. So, um, I, yeah, I, I, I just, I remember watching The Return of the King, like, even in the theater, I was like, this is a fucking thing in the end. Yeah. And then when I found out that the extended cut was like a, like four hours and 30 minutes, I was like, of what? Like, what did they cut out? To make it three hours. Like, what, guys, come on. Like, seriously. Like a like, lot. Like, it was a it, lot it was of... A lot. There was so much stuff. Yeah. And then I remember, I know the exact point where Return of the King cuts off, and it's like, please insert disc two. It's at the Battle of Pelennor Fields, and um, the orc army is about to, is trying to storm into uh, the castle of Gondor, or whatever it's called. And they're sending that, they bring in the big battering ram, Grand, that's shaped like a wolf head. Oh, yeah. And then right as they bring it on, and they're all start chanting Grand, it cuts to black, and it's like, please insert disc like, what? <laughs> no! Well, you're halfway through, motherfucker. Like, I, I have stuff to do. I'm like, yeah. I want to go to the store. I'm yeah. hungry. Everything on me is asleep. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. I just, I can't. And you're like, all right, fine. So you put it on, and then... it's. I, I think Lord of the Rings is, is worth the commitment, though. Yeah. No, I, I'll, I'll remember that that marathon day. For, like, I remember it fondly. Okay. Well, it's, it's interesting because, like, I think we had a really good run of fantasy movies, like, with Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And then we had a not-so-good fantasy run with The Hobbit. Okay. Okay. But now we have the Warcraft movie, mm-hmm. which is getting... I think it comes out either later this year or next year. Oh, really? And as I understand it, it's telling the tale from both sides of... There's the Horde, which is the orcs and shit, and then mm-hmm. the... Alliance. Alliance, which is the human side. Right. Now, I, being a geek, have not played much Warcraft. I played a little bit, but like in general, just in general, I just haven't. Okay. Um, that's, I'm not a big PC gamer. I'll be honest with you. I don't like playing games on the computer as much as I like playing console. I'm a console gamer. Okay. Right. And I'm in fact I'm a Call of Duty console gamer. So I mean, he's like the biggest douche of all. <laughs> and so that's another where, where we differ. Me and him differ because I'm more of a PC. You're gamer. more. And even when you do play consoles, you prefer Battlefield to Call of Duty. Yeah, I do. Which doesn't make sense to me. But this is America, and you're yeah. allowed to be wrong. Yeah, um, but you know, Duncan Jones directed the Warcraft movie. So I'm, I'm actually excited. I hope it's good. I want to see good fantasy movies. I want to see good sword and sorcery epics because, you know, Lord of the Rings is, is getting is, is getting on in years. and um, right. Like, we had the Conan remake, which I thought was a lot of fun. Yeah. Did not get the love it deserved. I enjoyed it. I saw it, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm also curious to see if they'll one day make the He-Man movie. Yeah. Masters of the Universe. Nothing will top yeah. the Dolph Lundgren version. Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> Gwildor! He's yeah. fucking, you know, his his heavy metal accordion. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I was, as, as a child, as a child in the 80s, I was all about He-Man. So was I. I like, I didn't, care, I didn't care about G.I. Joe. I didn't really care about um, Transformers. Transformers. I was all about He-Man. And I went back and I watched um, the first few episodes. It's really bad. Dude, I have the entire run on DVD. Yeah. My mom bought it for me for Christmas, and she was like, I thought you'd enjoy this. And part of it was like, can I have the cash instead? And yeah. the other part of it was like, it's fucking He-Man! 
And in the ver- in the very first episode, I mean, I don't know about the other ones. It just it just kind of stuck out at me. Um, there are so many dicks in the background. <laughs> it's it's bananas. Well, and okay, let me. Let me rephrase that. You have to admit, though, He-Man is a very humble. There's actually artist. only about three or four dicks in the background, but since they reuse the same backgrounds over and over throughout the entire They're episode, everywhere. it's on in every scene. There's a dick in the background. Okay, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that because I don't, as a kid, remember that. But I didn't remember seeing dicks well, in the Little Mermaid until I went back and watched yeah, that. Yeah, well, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't have thought about that as a kid. No, but it just kind of is one of those things that when you see it, mm-hmm. you're like. There is no way that they drew this and was not like, <laughs> fucking, there's a dick. <laughs> Boom, I'm putting that in the background. Because if you remember um, in the He-Man cartoon series, yeah. uh, Eternia was kind of a strange place with weird plants and rock formations. Yes. Like, that's the entire landscape of Eternia. It's just... Like, weird plants... And, and weird rock formations. Weird rock formations. And you will find that it's weird dick plants and weird dick rock formations. So basically, you just have cocks just everywhere. Yeah, they're just, they're just hanging out in the background, and, you know, He-Man just runs by, or they have a conversation, and there's just sort of like a dick. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's well, again, it's I, fascinating, actually. It, it is. Yeah, I remember, I, I, I've had such love and reverence for He-Man when I was a kid. That was my favorite. That was my, like you, I wasn't, I like G.I. Joe, and I enjoy Transformers, but He-Man was my shit. Yeah. Um, and I remember, although I did really enjoy the Transformers movie mm-hmm. and the G.I. Joe movie. Yeah, I did too, um, yeah. Where you finally met Serpentor. Yeah. Um, but watching He-Man and growing up and looking back at it, even just online and reading things, I'm like, holy shit, this is a very homoerotic cartoon. Yeah. Like, this was just, like, how much shit can... Like, honestly, I think after a while, they're like, how much can we get away with before someone says, hey... What's going on on Masters of the Universe? Yeah. Because, you know, and I don't understand this. In Sword and Sorcery Epics, why are dudes only wearing loincloths? You'd think um, with swords and shit, it's like, I'm going to wear some pants. I always kind of thought that, you know, wherever they were at, it always seemed hot. Like, like really a, hot. Like a Beastmaster. Yeah. It does seem extraordinarily like, warm. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of desert areas. Like, even in, like, you know, Conan. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, Conan, just because Arnold Schwarzenegger has quads that are the size of some dude's head. Yeah, and when they oiled him up the whole time, so he always looks sweaty. <laughs> he did always look... But in Red Sonya, he wears pants. Yeah. Because we weren't supposed to be looking at his legs in that movie. We were supposed to I be looking at Red Sonya's. I was looking at Red Sonya's legs, too. Yeah. I was. Yeah. But, and then I, you know... Well, I yeah. mean, that was his whole entire draw, was like... Look how fucking muscly this guy is. Yes. Oh, speaking of Schwarzenegger, have you seen any of the footage from Terminator Genesis? I've just seen the trailer. Now, okay. I'm like everybody else. I'm like, why are you making another Terminator movie? Did you not learn your lesson with the last few that saw? I know. But there was a part of me that when he jumps out of one helicopter and dives into the, the blades of another helicopter... Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, and then when he when he faces off <laughs> with, with uh, CGI young mm-hmm. Terminator, yeah, I'm I'm on board actually. To be honest with you, I'm weirdly on I board. I know with people are like really upset about this. And they're like, oh, fucking hemming and hawing about how awful it's going to be. But you know what? Everybody's going to go see it. 
I'm gonna go see because it. even if you're like hate the idea and it looks awful to you, like you're still curious. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if if you're gonna take even you know 20 seconds out of your day to comment on something online about it, you're gonna go see it. You're gonna go see it. I'm gonna watch it. I'm interested. Um, I really I remember watching Terminator 2 in the theater and being completely blown away by it. Yeah. When you know you first see the T1000 and I'm like, what fucking sorcery is this? Like, like this is some witchcraft shit, dude. Like yeah. I don't understand this. And then uh, watching later, years later, watching the director's cut, where it's like, you know, you see old Sarah Connor and, you know, John's a senator or a congressman or something. Yeah. And and Judgment Day was completely avoided. Like, they did yeah. defeat Skynet. Yeah. I was I was satisfied with that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it felt complete to me. That story felt like, oh, okay, this one's done. Mm-hmm. But then the, like, you know, Terminator 3 and then, you know, Salvation. And I'm like, guys enough yeah and even the term even the the, the terminator tv show yeah i i watched maybe I, the first episode i watched yeah i watched like the first episode of it and i'm like i understand what they were doing because like you know there was a big gap of time between the end of terminator one and the start of terminator two and they were trying to fill in that story because there was story there yeah okay you know, Sarah Connor. i'm i'm gonna admit to you right now that the main reason why i didn't watch that show was because of that one actress that played the terminator sarah summer yeah. I figured that was going to come up. Yeah. You just can't stand her. I, I do not like looking at that woman. I see, and this is a geek podcast. You're going to get eaten alive. I, I am, but She's you know like, what? She looks like she was just born. <laughs> well, okay, then you know that is one sexy baby. I guess. That is a hot baby. There's something very fetal about her face to me. She seems uh, like a lovely individual. She's, and she, she's, she's a, probably a ballet just dancer. like the sweetest person in the world. And she's very bendy. Apparently, but did you yuck. not watch Serenity or Firefly? I did, but I, I watched it well, like way later. Um, and you like, know, like was, a year or two ago. It was interesting. She was good in, in in Arrow last season. Yeah, I hated looking at her, and I really hated looking at her with that giant forehead fucking Deathstroke mask she had. And they did have to make a bigger one. That her. was ridiculous. Yeah, and you know what's funny is that uh, Manu Bennett, who plays Deathstroke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on Arrow is I, he's on a show I just started watching on Netflix called Spartacus. Yeah, okay. I had never watched Spartacus before. Really? So having <laughs> I'm like six episodes, I, in, I have some I have some questions, but carry on. <laughs> okay, I've noticed that every episode is three things. Mm-hmm. Okay, is is violence? Yeah. Okay, fucking. Yeah. And dicks everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There, there's a lot of dicks on that yeah. show. Yeah. I I um I watched Spartacus up until. When uh, Andy they, died. yeah, when yeah. he died, because I was just, I had actually gotten really into that show, and I really liked him, and yeah, I'm, I, I wasn't big on the idea of someone else taking on the role, so I just kind of stopped watching it. Mm-hmm. But um, the interesting part is, is that I, the fact that I got that far, because I remember, and to this day, I will say that the the pilot episode of Spartacus is the absolute worst hour of TV that has ever been put on TV. I will completely agree 100%. It is the that hour, I was like, this is fucking awful. Like, how did this show run as long as it did? If you can get through the pilot, and I recommend that you do, mm-hmm. it gets, like, the second episode is, like, infinitely better. Yeah, but, and like, I had, and no one told me that. Yeah, no, I, I had no idea, and I don't know why I started watching the second episode. Because but they I'm were, glad I did. They were trying so hard to be 300. Yeah, yeah. I, like, and I remember the point where I totally just tuned out was when they actually had the transition where he, like, slices somebody, mm-hmm. and then the entire screen fills with blood, and then it sort of wipes away, and then it's, like, the new scene. Yeah. 
I was like, okay, guys. This is They garbage. toned that down significantly. Yeah, they really did. Um, and the show's, like, the point I'm at now is the show's really good, but I, I, you know, knowing what happened with Andy Whitfield, and um, he did a spectacular job of making you love Spartacus immediately. Mm-hmm. And knowing that he's going to get sick soon and he's going to get replaced, like, I'm having a really hard time watching the show because it's like, I'm getting, I'm getting bummed out because I'm like, uh, he's not going to be around much longer. Yeah. And it's not fair because he was a really good actor. He was. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's sad to think what he might have been doing had he lived. Yeah. Just like Brandon Lee. Yeah. I was wondering what Brandon Lee would have been doing had he not been murdered. A lot he of curse been. sequels, I bet. Huh? A lot of, like, we would have gotten better curse sequels. We would, I think, no, I think he would have done one more and then bounced. You think so? Yeah, because we might have been spared um, the Edward Furlong Crow, <laughs> which I, 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 can't, I wish I could be in some of those meetings. Where someone was like, how about Edward Furlong the Crow? And then some executive was like, yes. I want to pop in and be like, mistake! Yeah. <laughs> what are you fucking thinking? Like, are you... Mm-hmm. Did you catch retarded? This is like... Like, no, stop. It's going to be awful. Yeah. Awful, awful movie. Aren't they doing another one? They're doing a reboot. They're starting the whole thing over again. I'm getting so tired of these fucking reboots. Man. But they're going to adhere closer to the comic, which I'm like, all right, fine. Because I guess the other one was too... Not close to the comic? I don't know. You know, the thing is, though, and I might get a little bit of trash on this, too, but um, I recall the comic being a fucking snooze fest. I don't even think I finished reading it. Um, the, the Crow, in my opinion, was the perfect comic for, like, the mid to late 90s I'm sad and I hate my father Yeah. movement for, yeah. for young boys. Or it was yeah. like, I had this girl, she loved me, but we got murdered. So then I came back to life and I killed everybody that killed us. Yeah. And I still hate my dad. See, I think I like... All that stuff that people were really... I'm, I'm, I'm in this weird space, age-wise, mm-hmm. where I was like, just about a year ahead of all that stuff. Yeah. Cause and so girl, I was just like in a dead zone. Right. Because the girl comic <laughs> came out in like the late 70s, I think, or like the early 80s. Yeah. And then when the movie came out, it had a big resurgence where mm-hmm. like everybody who was like sad mm-hmm. as a teenager was reading it and it became, and I'll admit, I was one of those douchebags who was like, see, my father hates me too. I'm reading the crow. I'm just like you. Yeah. But I was also really overweight, so I didn't get any like sad girl love. Right. Which would have been fun in the 90s because everybody was dressing like the craft. I appreciated with the girls dressed like the but like crap, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, you know, when you saw Doc Martens and like black dresses and black fingernails, I was yeah, like, I, I, applaud, I applaud your efforts, madam. Yeah, whatever happened to those girls? I get you. I bet you some of those girls now are wearing khakis and like going to soccer games with their kids. I'm like, what? Like in high school? Ah. Yeah. I worshipped you. You were a goddess. Yeah. And now, gross. <laughs> no. Yeah. Lose the sweater vest. Your yeah. kids are lovely. You know. Yeah, totally. But then, we all got to grow up. Well, they yeah. have to grow up sometime. What was the name of the guy that did the crow? Jay O'Bear. Yeah. Uh, He's actually a, um, a swell fella. Have you met him? I have. And actually, this is a funny story. Um, is it O'Bear or O'Bar? It's O'Bear. O'Bear? As I understand it. Yeah. Okay. It's a it's O <laughs> apostrophe B-A-R-R, but it's pronounced O'Bear. O'Bear. James okay. O'Bear. James O'Bear. Yeah, I was at uh, uh, one of those comic convention things. And I was hanging out outside, mm-hmm. enjoying a cigarette, as I want to do at times. And uh, there was another guy out there also enjoying a cigarette. And we, I think he asked me for a light. We struck a conversation, seemed like a cool dude. And then, you know, he went inside, and then four or five people were like, 
oh my god, you know James O'Bearer or whatever? And I was like, I don't even know who that is. Like, he created the crow. And I'm like, and that was the guy you were just hanging out with. I was like, oh, that's a swell, swell guy. Those are always your stories of celebrities. <laughs> and yeah. just like hanging out and like, <clears throat> oh, do you know you were just kind of making out with Jennifer Lawrence? Or, yeah, she seemed a lovely girl. Yeah, no, that, 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 wasn't, that wasn't Jennifer Lawrence. It was the uh, lead singer of um, uh, Come On Eileen. Re- redo Scott. Oh redo. yeah, uh, Safe Ferris. Yeah, Safe Ferris. Yeah, it was the lead singer Safe Ferris. You did make out the lead singer Safe Ferris. Yeah, I did. She could be listening to this right now. Yeah. Well, I don't know if she remembers. It was a little while ago. <laughs> uh, how long have we been going this time? Uh, I don't know. I think it was like 140 some minutes, an hour 40 some minutes. Yeah. Okay. But I, I, I want to make one point about that. Okay. This whole the James O'Bear thing. Okay, I'm listening. Okay, because that's the one thing that I am so surprised about comic fans mm-hmm. is I was like how the fuck do you know what he looks like? like how how, mm-hmm. how was that celebrity you know like because people were like oh my god there he is yeah and see nowadays it would be like if you were having a conversation with Mark Millar yeah okay he, exactly you don't I don't even know who he is. If you're if you're big in the comic world, you know that he created the comic version of Wanted and Kick Ass and The Kingsman, which is being released, which got released yesterday. Yeah. And so, like, if you were at a comic convention and you just struck up a chat with this, like, you know, curly haired, blonde British dude, and he was like, "Well, I'll catch you later, man." And you're like, "Yeah, take it easy. See you later." And you were making them laugh or whatever. Yeah. You know, just being you. And then people ran up to you like, "Oh my god, you know Mark Millar?" You're like, "Who the fuck is that?" Yeah, that's basically, like, it's, yeah, it's, that's basically like, it's, what it was. It's weird well, in comic books like, for like people like comic book fans and comic book creators have a very like insular world. Mm-hmm. It's like outside of the comic book con- community, no one knows who the fuck Warren Ellis is. Right. Okay. You know, but like if you go into a comic book shop and you start talking about Warren Ellis, you're gonna you're gonna hear a lot of people who like him and a lot of people who fucking hate his guts. Right. You know, it's same thing Mark Millar, same thing James O'Bear, same thing with the, uh, Ben Edlin who created the Tick. You know, like, it, 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 that's fine. But if you bring in, like, say, oh, Bradley Cooper would make a good, you know, Clint Barton as opposed to Jeremy Renner, everybody knows who Bradley Cooper and Jeremy Renner are. Right. But if you talk, start talking about Jay O'Bear to anybody outside of comic like, is, does he play football or something? Or what, is, what right. does he do? Yeah, and see, and I think it's probably becoming evident through this podcast, if people are listening to it, that I I actually, like, my, my fandom, my geekdom is very sort of I think I kind of serpentine through like you do I'm 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 into very specific things and I'm very much into those things yes and then I'm just sort of everything else just sort of radiates in so I'll be like I've heard that name before and I could probably like pin it to be like that's a comics thing yes I think you can do see like but, you, what you like you like and yeah. you like it hard and you like it for a long time yeah. but everything else you're kind of on the periphery yeah like, you know enough about comics to, like, have a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you want to talk about, like, say, Doctor Who, like, you could give a dissertation. Right. Okay? If you want to talk about Star Wars, yeah. the original trilogy, yeah. you could probably give a dissertation on it. Right. But if you want to talk about, say, Battlestar Galactica, you're like, meh. Yeah. Like, I know what happens. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, but I, meh. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, uh, on that very same day, which you probably appreciate, and this is a name that means nothing to me, but I don't know why I remember it. But I walked by, right, and there's a guy walking past me. I was just walking down one of the aisles. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me, and when he looked at me, he, like, raised up his, his hand in the universal symbol for Let's High Five. And I was like, yeah, okay. I don't know who you <laughs> are. And we high-fived the shit out of each other, right? 
And it was kind of one of those. It was it was one of those things that you, you like worked out really perfectly. Where yeah. it was just like this guy's high five me, smack, and then we just kept going. And then people were like, "Oh my god, do you know Nicholas Brendan?" And I'm like, "Not at all." That's Xander from Buffy the Vampire. Yeah, Slayer. see, I never watched that show. Ugh, I hate you sometimes. So, and then later on that night, mm-hmm. and this is this is another fun story. Um, yeah, this one might get me in trouble a little bit, but fuck it. Like, I was a little bit soused, mm-hmm. and I was walking to the hotel yeah, very late at night, and when I got to the hotel, I was standing outside, finishing off my cigarette, because you can't smoke inside, and I looked over, and um, uh, the actor who played Gus on Breaking Bad was sitting on a bench. Giancarlo Esposito? Yeah, Giancarlo Esposito was um, uh, just mauling this girl on a bench, just... Right? And <laughs> that was the worst thing. Ever. <laughs> oh, please, I never do that again. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was entertaining. Okay, so I was standing there, finishing my cigarette, and then Nicholas Brendan out, walked out of the hotel mm-hmm. and stood next to me, and we both watched this happening. Mm-hmm. And then he looked at me, and he was like, "All right," and he high fived me again, and then walked off into the night. And this was like. 2.30 in the morning. So I don't know where he was going. Waffle House. There is no Waffle House within walking distance. Denny's. No Denny's within walking distance. I haven't been to murder. He just... Enough. Vanished into the darkness. He just vanished into downtown Albuquerque. Okay. Okay. And I was like, where are you going? Nothing's open. I hope you knew that. And then I went inside and I went to sleep. In my hotel room. So. Okay, we're not going to top that moment. <laughs> we're not going to top that. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the worst thing I've ever seen you do. Well, I, I, I remember the hands were like that. Anyway, like, was he sitting in his lap like all? Yeah, like, like, like a cradling her like, like a he bee? Was, Yeah, <laughs> like when I say he was mauling her, he was like <laughs> he was mauling her. Yeah, he was having his way with her. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, I don't know if he's married. I don't know if that was his wife or. Hey, Amen. You know, any of that stuff probably was. I yeah, assume I'm, so. I'm assuming it's his wife. Like as if anybody's gonna be like, yo. This guy said this thing on this podcast about you, Giancarlo. <laughs> like two days later, we're going to see on TMZ he's getting a divorce because of this. <laughs> like, I want to make it very clear I did not say that. I didn't see shit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say right now. Gus Spring. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say right now that um, that was like, that was not Giancarlo Esposito. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. It was totally. Totally. Right. Anyway. All right. All right, that's it for this that's week. Uh, this thanks week. for thanks for listening again. Yeah. Um, like, subscribe, comment, all the usual jazz. Please share us on your social media. Mm-hmm. Yes, please do. Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus. Um, I don't know if is MySpace still a thing. I think it's for like bands. Okay, and then what was that one thing that like all the hipsters were using? It was just like a black and white like face. Like you just like here's your feed, and then here's a couple other things, and that's it. What was it called? And there's also some social network no. like Score, but it's for athletes. So if you're an athlete, maybe, I don't know why you would be. But um, Friendster, that's a thing, right? Um, I don't know. Don't share us on Tinder or Grindr or any of that other weird shit. Like I don't want any part of that. I don't even know what that is. I guess like and I think Tinder is that thing where it's like, <gasps> someone told me that's like a that's like it's a, a it's like a hookup app. site. Yeah, it's like, and you like you, you scroll oh, and you, yeah, you, you swipe app. to the right and you're like, yeah, I want to bang her. And he's like, no, she's a hog. And you switch to the left. And I think Grindr is the gay version of that. Oh, okay. That's cool. I mean, if we're popular in the gay community, thank you. I'm flattered. Yeah, I'm all set. Yeah. But I'm flattered. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah, totally. All right. So. We'll see you next Monday.
See you later. Bye-bye.